Blog Talk Radio. Blessed, um, 
hopefully you're able to do whatever it takes to obey the Father and, and, and is enjoying his blessings in every aspect of your life, physically, financially, spiritually, socially, emotionally. I really hope that for the human family tonight that have tuned in to this very, very, very important blog show where we are talking about advanced spiritual warfare and the world behind everything. And I do mean the world behind everything. Well, listen, tonight I um, want to open up in prayer just a little bit because I don't take lightly spiritual warfare. You know, I'm, I'm kind of shocked things are I'm as smooth as they are with this show even beginning because there's always issues when you start talking about spiritual warfare. Actually, I did have a little some trouble getting rest today and we'll talk about rest and spiritual warfare and how it has everything to do with spiritual warfare the enemy can get you unrested and, 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 and agitated and, and, and full of anxiety and believe you me he can work on your will and you're going to hear tonight how the will the human will the human will and the most high is the key players in spiritual warfare. Yes, we'll talk about all kinds of things tonight, uh, so-called spooky things that scare people. And I warn everybody before we even get started, whenever we deal with this show, there's always an element of fear that grips the listeners, some of the listeners, because some people have never heard a lot of these things. So I'm going to warn you at the very outset of the, uh, the show tonight, I'm letting you know at the very beginning that do not fear anything you hear tonight because hopefully we will live with the most high and what he is doing, his power, far more than we do what Satan is doing all around us. But I must admit, every time I've done these shows, and this is probably like the seventh show I've done on this topic, something like that, folks, it does something. Even to me, even when I do the shows or some of the guests and uh, we have on the co-hosts, I mean, when we talk about spiritual warfare, we start talking about evil spirits in this other realm, you know, because we go throughout our day and we don't talk about these things. And when we sit down and take a breather and really just start thinking about spiritual warfare, there's a fear that comes, you know, because people start realizing, oh, my goodness, we are truly, as humans, not alone on this planet. And a lot of people may be at home by themselves, and it, and, and it, it's, it's fearful. It, it just Sometimes fear will grip you. So we got to pray. At the very beginning of this of this show, and uh, make sure we bind the enemy from operating, and, 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 and also give you some tools to combat any fears, uh, not just tonight, but in the future. And we come to you as servants. Uh, uh, I bring on my co-host. I'm coming to you, Sister Eliana, and Brother Elishua uh, will be joining us later. But we come as servants tonight, uh, family and friends. We do not. Uh, we do not, I at least for sure do not put myself out there as a know-it-all or got it all together. But, you know, being 57 years old and walking with the Father since 1979, you better know something for sure. You better know something for sure. And tonight we're just talking about some things we know for sure. Now that we know it all, now that this revelation or what we're going to present to you tonight, uh, even if it was straight, and it will be, but I mean, even when the Father speaks, it doesn't heal all of your problems. You have to apply every word 
that he is saying, not just one setting, not just one show, not just one program, but it's what he tell you, tell us, direct us, reveal to us throughout our day, every day, all day. We have to be obedient. We have to be obedient to this, and then we will dodge the darts of the enemy. So tonight we're going to talk about again one more time a lot of things that might seem spooky. Some of you might you know, you never heard of some of these things we're going to talk about that may bring a, 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 a strong grip of fear on you. Fear not, fear not, because great is he that is in you, especially if you're in Christ, than he that is in the world. The enemy is the, is, is the author of lies. It's one thing he did. We'll talk about that tonight. He's blessed 90% of the time. Uh, let me just do this, and, um, because I want to bring my co-host on. I get to talking, and... And uh, I want to have, bring on Sister Eliana as soon as I can. Tell you what, let me do this really quickly because before I bring her on, I just want to set a certain a few things up here. I got to do this, folks. So let just Sister Eliana, just give me a minute here. Want to just remind everybody, every single body that is um, listening, have listened to the show since 2011, and you're following us, or you you're listening, checking us out. I want you to not just call the phone. Not I'm asking you, I should say. To not just call the phone line every week, like many of you have done for years, but I'm asking those of you that truly love what we are doing to go a step further and follow the show. So if you got a link uh, or you got an email or text, it'll you'll see on there, it'll say follow. Just simply click on the follow button. It'll uh, ask you to log into your Twitter or Facebook, and then it'll send you message each and every time we're on. And this is what I would like for my, um, those that really love what we're doing and really believe in our hearts, believe that we have the, the heart of the, let me back up here. They really believe that our hearts are real, that we're serious what we're doing and we really mean well and we have a word from the Father. Please, please follow, follow us. It really helps those of us doing blogs. We don't ask for any money or anything. This is your way of supporting um, uh, what you are, what you've been blessed for since blessed with since 2011. Okay, so that's very important. Uh, another thing is, many of you have browsers. Go ahead on your browser. I keep forgetting to do this, and simply make uh, Five Smooth Stones a favorite on your browser. And that's really easy to do, but go ahead and do that. Make us a favorite on your browser. Also, those of you that really enjoy the show but you've missed some of the shows, perhaps last week or the week before, remember you can go to Google and uh, type in Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio and get any of our previous shows. Okay, last week was a very good show with Rem Pandy. Talking about the scattered Israelites throughout the four corners. If you missed it, you missed it. So you need to go and check it out. I mean, the man has been in over 30 countries. He was somebody to talk to last week. There was a very, very insightful interview on last week. And not only that, but part two and part one, these are very important shows talking about Israelites, how the Father has stretched forth his hand again to resurrect a remnant. If you miss these shows, folks, again, go to Google, simply type in Fosmuthong Blog Talk Radio. All right, and next week we're going to follow up with another show talking about end-time prophecies. We'll get more into the, the, the maybe the mark of the beast, or I don't know where the Father will take us in that direction, but it'll be something along these lines. These lines, what am I talking about? Let me just go ahead and read the show's description. You'll see what I mean here. So many of you got this sent out to you earlier uh, via 
I don't know, email or text or Facebook. But I sent the show's description. This is for all of you that call the phone line and you don't know what's going on. You just call the number. End Time Prophecies Revealed Part 4. Advanced Spiritual Warfare and the World Behind Everything. A topic in the series of End Time Prophecies Part 4. Human Family. We must look at the realm of absolute power. One more time. We must look at the realm of absolute power. This is where the power is, started, ends in the spiritual realm. I went on to say, the two two kingdoms are the kingdom of Satan, darkness, spiritual weakness, and high places, which deploys fallen angels, sometimes familiar spirits, and those possessed or oppressed of demons, tools. They operate these with tools. Again, these people, fallen spirits, uh, working in those possessed or oppressed by them, operate with tools of lies, deception, and ignorance for the purpose to kill, steal, and destroy. One more time. I know this is the show description, but I got to repeat this. The kingdom of Satan and the king, the one kingdom. There's two kingdoms. One, the kingdom of Satan, darkness and spiritual weakness in high places, which deploys fallen evil spirits, sometimes familiar, and those possessed or oppressed of devils. With tools of lies, deception, and ignorance. Lies, 100% wrong information. Deception, 50% information, 50% truth. Ignorance, no information at all. This is their tools. The other side, the kingdom of Christ. Light and spiritual laws that cannot be broken. Which deploys angelic beings, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit filled Humans using gifts of the Holy Spirit, advancing truth, etc., etc. One more time. The other kingdom, the kingdom of Christ. Light and spiritual laws that cannot be broken. So this kingdom, this second kingdom, is Christ is this leader put in place by the Most High that operates with light and spiritual laws that cannot be broken, which deploys angelic beings, the Holy Spirit, uh, Holy Spirit-filled individuals, using gifts of the Holy Spirit and advancing truth. Our guests are witnesses of spiritual warfare and constantly engages in it for years. Excuse me, and have constantly engaged in it for years. So, I went on to say, in this end-time prophetic series, we discuss topics from a Hebrew-Israelite perspective, such as the Mark 666, Mystery Babylon, the beast in Revelation, that's plural, how the Father is stretching forth his hand again to resurrect a remnant of Israel, and key events he would do with them. We already talked about that the first two shows. The rapture and the 1,000-year reign of Christ. Also, spiritual warfare in high places. That's what's happened tonight. 
the New Jerusalem, Armageddon, etc. So these are the topics we'll be covering in the series a little later on. And so tonight, again, is spiritual warfare. Let's do this. Go ahead and take a um, a um, plane or or something up to Merced, California, and pick up the one and only sister Eliana. So let's just do that, everybody. It's just, you know, she's way up in California. I'm in Texas, so that's a nice little hop. So let's take a plane. Y'all, where, y'all ready? You want to do this? And let's go to area code 209233. And this is going to be our sister, Sister Eliana. You there? Shalom, and yes, I am. Well, sister, I want to welcome you to this uh, this very, very important show tonight. Uh, it will definitely be a prerequisite of uh, family and friends to any future shows we do with regards to end-time prophecies. You must understand advanced spiritual warfare in order to understand what Sister Eliana or any guests that will be coming on, uh, co-hosts that will be coming on, uh, discussing in the future. So, Sister Eliana, what do you think of the, the show description and uh, this topic, advanced spiritual warfare and the world behind everything? I think it's an absolute wonderful topic tonight. It's something that needs to be discussed. And, um, you know, we're not aware of how important this information is that's going to be shared tonight and how much it impacts our daily life and everything we do, everything we say, all the relationships, uh, whether it's just in the secular, in the sacred, or, you know, in the family, it's all over the place. So, yes, this is a wonderful topic. It's needful. And hopefully we can raise the level of awareness and understanding uh, tonight uh, amongst all the listeners going forward. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, uh, brother, uh, just, uh, just so everyone knows, brother, uh, Ella Shaw, uh may be joining us a little later on. We'll see. You know, it's brother always got so many things going on. It's, it's, um, it's a task at times. But anyway, he may be joining us. But, folks, tonight, tonight, this sister and I have talked a little bit about already this uh, topic. And I can tell you all right now, just like she have done with the whole Israelite perspective, she is no joke. She is no amateur. She is not misfiring where it relates to advanced spiritual warfare. Sister Ellen, what I'd like for you to do is go ahead and give a little bio of you. Again, we have very new callers always, especially in the archives. No telling who's going to be listening in the future. Let everybody know how to get a hold of you. And I would like for you to uh, just give a little three-minute um I mean, you already talked about it already just a little bit, but just go ahead and get a little bit more into why this subject is important in understanding end-time prophecies, please. Okay. Um, So, again, for the listeners, my name is Eliana Batya, and I am a congregation leader in the Central Valley area of Central California. I can best be reached uh, by email, Beth. Shalom, JG at gmail.com. Also, um, Beth Shalom Mashiach on Facebook. And Beth Shalom Mashiach means, simply means House of the Messiah's Peace. And also, uh, I have a blogger. You can follow along. You can join with your email to follow along on our blogger. 
and that is a freshwindoftorah.blogspot.com on Blogger. And uh, if you want to hear a little bit more about my teachings, you can go to um, uh, the Wisdom of Torah on on uh, blog, uh, Blogspot. I did uh, do a series uh, in the Psalms. Tehillim in Hebrew means Psalms, and so I did do uh, the Wisdom of Torah on blogs on Blogspot. A uh, blog talk. I'm sorry, and uh, you can check that out to get a little bit more information, background and the style of my teaching. But, uh, again, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, the best way would be the email because it goes actually to my to my cell phone, and it is BethShalomJG at gmail.com, and I can see that real time. And uh, you can also hit me up on Messenger, uh, Eliana Badia. So you can – there's many ways to, t- to get in contact with me. And I'm pretty responsive because all of these ways come through my device, and I have my, my cell phone with me all the time. Um, another reason why it's really important, I would, I'd like to say again, is um, I, I was listening to a teacher recently. Um, I visited a church with my, my grandchildren on Sunday, and I, the teacher was talking, but her understanding, of course, is she doesn't know who the the people of this book really are. And there's so many prophecies concerning what the Father is doing and what's going to happen during the end, end of days or the end times. And a lot of them relate to the condition and the place of his people. Well, this teacher obviously is not aware of who the real biblical Hebrews are. So she was a little frustrated in her in her teaching on Sunday because she was trying to make scenarios fit that aren't fitting too well, and she was really kind of grilling her congregation about their lack of fervency for the Father to not bring about these end-time events. And I thought it was interesting that because they don't know who the real people are, they're looking to the people that are in the land today who are the Ashkenazim, who are not the biblical Hebrews. Therefore, the Father is not going to move with a people that are not his people. Just like I know my grandchildren, if I take them to the park and there are 100,000 children, I know their voice. I know their sound, and I know their look, and they know my voice. And that's just what the Messiah said. My sheep hear my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. So everybody can be out there screaming, Grandma! But I know the pitch and tone of every one of my grandchildren, and they know my voice. And that's the same thing with the Father. So once we understand who the people really are and the players, then we can put this whole end time in perspective, what's going to happen, how it's going to go down, because we we have to remember Hollywood has sensationalized many of the events that are supposed to take place. Many of us have a theatrical perspective out of context about the end times, about uh, the Armageddon or Armageddo, the battle at Armageddo. We don't understand because we've taken our lessons and 
we believe them as truth, no matter how Hollywood distorts the word of God, we believe it because we see it on the screen. So it's important to get that perspective, that perspective. And tonight, I believe we're embarking upon that journey, and we'd like for you to go yes. along with to learn. Yes, powerful. Powerful and very insightful. And uh, more importantly, um, and, this, uh, and, and folks, listen, y'all not hear everything Sister Eliana just said. I mean, I know you're listening, some of y'all on the Internet and all that, but really listen to what she is saying tonight. That was very, very insightful. And we'll say something maybe once, and it'll maybe life-changing for some people. This is what I've learned, uh, uh, Sister Eliana, walking with the, uh, with the Father. And again, you know, it's any, like any relationship, some days I'm... Um, upset with the father some days i'm in love with the father i'm always in love with the father but some days i'm very obedient very attentive other days i'm not so obedient not so attentive and for that reason i have various harvests most of the harvests i'm proud of and brings peace and joy but there are some harvests and some things i do that come that were you know and you know you have to reap the harvest you sow I'm not always happy with what some of the things and so brother Seth, what I'm trying to do tonight is just come as humble if I can use the word everybody say. But I really, really wanna be as down to earth. I wanna be a brother tonight. I don't wanna be a preacher. I don't wanna be a know it all. I just wanna be someone I just wanna share spiritual warfare in my life, victories and even few of the defeats. And hopefully, sisters and brothers, y'all can learn from your brother. That's what Brother Seth Angle is tonight. Uh, and I'm coming to you. I'll show I see you in the house. But you heard from Sister Eliana just now, and now this is Brother Seth sharing what this means to me. This is very important. Like I say, it is a prerequisite to anything you're going to hear on Five Smooth Stone in regards to end time prophecies. We're going to talk about some things some of y'all never heard of, and I don't know what to tell you if you never never heard of evil spirits and, and angels and how they work in warfare and how, they, how it's all about, like I said at the very beginning of the show, and and uh, and after Brother Elishua, Sister Eliana, I want you to pray for fear, because I'll tell you, every time I do these shows, especially if we do a good, a good job, uh, the Father really speaks. Fear, um, actually with the Father, if we would do a good job, there isn't the fear, but sometimes when we... Uh, talk about these things that we don't say certain things fear grip people because folks begin to see ooh that's in the truth ooh that's in the truth there is such thing as angels there is such thing as demons they can inhabit bodies they do bounce off co-workers they are in regards you know they, they, they you know a lot of what I'm looking at is demonic ooh wow they can see some of these things they're doing right now as we as we do this broadcast so people are fearful when you look up in the very things we're talking about on this show you're actually doing or engaging in while you listen to this show that's very scary okay some of the stories i tell you're gonna know it's the truth it's just a spiritual thing you're gonna know from my heart i'm not making that up you can tell some things it grips your heart and so i have these kinds of experience where when i tell you you're gonna know i'm not making this stuff up 
This ain't Hollywood, folks. This is the real deal tonight. We're talking about spiritual warfare. We're talking about spiritual weakness in high places, be it operating from the White House to the outhouse to your house. I mean, we're talking about day-to-day operations of evil spirits, talking about Satan. What is he doing? Where is he at? We're talking about the Father. More importantly, what is he doing? Because it's all about really, I like, I'm going to keep saying this over and over tonight. It's about two two entities tonight, if I can say the word entity. It's about the Father, and it's about the human will. The battle. The battle in this life, Sister Eliana, is for the human will. It's for the human will. All this stuff we're talking about tonight, all this spooky stuff, the enemy wants to get us to will his ways, his plans, that we may be destroyed, that he may kill, steal, and destroy. And he uses lies, deception, and ignorance. I don't care what you say, for the most part, family and friends, if you show me a problem, it's going to be attached to lie, deception, and ignorance. And we're sometimes the enemy will try to come in by force and take things. We'll talk about that too. But for the most part, most of our problems on this planet come from three three sources. Lies, deception, ignorance. Information driven. Information driven. We suffer the mild scripture says my people perish for what? A lack of knowledge. No information. But we talk in the scripture also talks about those being deceived. They have some information, part true, part lie. And then there's some people with a hundred percent lie. I mean they just they got totally wrong information. And this is what the enemy wants. So the, and then we thought, well, God, let me just go ahead and bring on Brother Elashur. I don't want to leave him on hold too long. Uh, Brother Elashur, excuse me, brother, for having to go down that road. But I have to lay that foundation. Are you there, Elashur? Yes, I'm here. Yes, I'm here. Shalom, oh. Seth. Well, Shalom, Shalom brother. Yeah, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. <clears throat> Well, go ahead and say hello to the people. Go ahead and give us a quick bio, quick bio, because we kind of got into it a little bit. And then tell us what you think of this topic, uh, spiritual warfare and the world behind everything. In about three minutes, please, if you could. And you got a little noise there in the back. I don't know what that is, but I hear something. I don't know if you got me on a speaker or something. I don't know what that is. It's like a TV or something. There's no TVs on, no... Anything on here? You hear that? Or is that me? You hear that? You, Seth. Say it again. It's probably you because I'm. Mm-hmm. I actually got the night off. I'm by myself, and it's quiet here. No, 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 no. no. I'm telling Brother LSU. Hold on a second. Yeah. That right there. Yeah, that's a little noise. Just make sure. Go ahead, Brother LSU. Let's get us a get us a quick bio and how to get a hold of you, and then what you think of the topic. Well, uh, for the most part, everybody knows me. I've been on the show a number of times. My name is Elishua Israel Ellison. Um, you can contact me through email at electiveisrael at yahoo.com. <coughs> As well, you can contact me through Messenger, uh, same name, Elishua Israel Ellison, and also on Facebook, Elishua Israel Ellison. In regards to the topic of tonight, um, well, uh, I actually thought we were going to be talking about more depth with the uh, dealing with the issues in the book of Revelation. Uh, and, and so in regards to um, spiritual warfare, I think spiritual warfare is essentially necessary for any born-again spiritual believer. Um, I hate the words of the Mashiach when he said, when he told the disciples when they had went out and he sent them out two by two and he had them to uh, minister to the people. 
And many of the people found, the disciples found that the demons were subject to them in the name of Christ and the power of their relationship with Christ. And they came back, you know, uh, basically reporting that to the Mashiach. And the Mashiach response was, you know, um, don't take pride of stock or be, you know, oversee the fact that demons are subject to you in my name, but be more so concerned that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I will say this to say that the scripture says that to the, to the, to the natural mind, the things of the spirit of foolishness. And I know that there are many people out there who are even born again and who basically in actuality and all probability are spirit-filled. But there, whenever you begin to deal with the issue of demons and the way spirits operate, to them, it's just as well as you were talking to non-believers because to the carnal mind, the things of the spirit are enmity to the carnal mind. And so for a lot of people, they cannot even fathom it. And it amazes me that we're talking about born-again believers, that there are that there are things and forces at work within this world that we don't visibly see, but yet we feel the impact of their behavior and of their conduct and of their actions. Uh, the scripture clearly says that the things, you know, things are first revealed, you know, first natural being spirit. And if we're going to talk about the issue of the demonic warfare, then let's be very precise and let's be effective. And the scripture says that we're to be the wise of the wise of the vices of Satan. It says be wise. In other words, be informed, be knowing of what the devices of Satan are. Well, as you talked about, you talked about Revelation. The last verse in the, in the 12th chapter of the book of Revelation says this. And the dragon was wroth with the woman. And the woman went to make, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of Elohim and have the testimony of Yahweh Shad HaMashiach, or Jesus the Christ. I would say that this is very, 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 very relevant information in regards to the things that we've been talking about in regards to Israel, because the major focus of Satan's attack, his war, if you will, at this point in time in this dispensation is against Israel, is against the remnant of the seed of the woman. That is who Satan has directed his forces upon. And that's why when Christ spoke about in the 24th chapter of Matthew, when he began to tell them things that would befall them in the last days, he talked about all these things that would come upon them. And as we go through the scriptures, it will become very clear, it will become very indicative that Satan focuses the most of his attention, if not all of his attention, and everybody else becomes collateral damage upon the seed of Israel. And that is for a purpose, and that, and that is a reason why he focuses his attention on that, because he's trying to get the best bang for his buck. And it's real simple. If you want to take out the body, go for the head. Well put. And, and, I, and I like what you said about collateral damage, because he definitely is using some of these other folks as well. So I think you, you're right. He's got his the, the arrow pointed at Israel, that they not be known, that they just various things he's doing with scattered Israel. However, he is using a whole bunch of these other folks. You know, you got one in the White House right now. But I like how you put that. I couldn't have put it better. Well, listen, folks, listen. Elishua and I, uh, uh, our sister Eliana, again, we've talked on the phone extensively. Uh, well, maybe not extensively, but we've talked a little bit about um, – uh, this whole warfare, and you know, remember we've done, I don't know how many shows since the uh, last three months, and we've hit this during the show, so I know where she stands. Uh, uh, 
biblically speaking, and her beliefs on this, uh, not on all these topics, but on a lot of these topics. Brother Ella Shua and I, he don't know this, but my phone is broke, my cell phone, and I was going to get a hold of him and let him know that we did switch the topic, everybody, uh, but uh, this brother's ready. If anybody could do with spiritual warfare, I know he could, and that's why I picked this topic. So let me just say this. And uh, I'm going to be playing this, uh, some little music in the, th- throughout the whole show, and I want I want my guests to, to be patient with me on this, and let this just let me just kind of flow with this. If y'all don't mind, it'll be turned down really low. But I want to uh, put this song. This song is saying, "For the Lord is good." Now we know there was no Lord. We understand that the, the whole changing all the names and all of that. But I love the spirit behind this song. It's saying, "For the Lord is good," because that is really what a lot of this warfare is all about. It may seem real simple, may seem real trivial for me to say this, but I promise you, this is what it's all about. The enemy wants us to stop thinking the Father is good and to not be thankful. I can go off it. I can do a whole series on just being thankful and this is what this thing is all about all of his tactics is about us not being thankful and appreciative to the most high so i like this song that we play in the background where it talks about for the lord is good the lord is good the lord is good and that's what we want to say tonight he is a good father he's a loving father he cares about us well, he didn't leave us alone to fire here alone. I know some of us, our parents have been taken. Uh, I shouldn't say even taken. See how I said that? But our parents has went on. Uh, we have relatives that went on. And a lot of us is looking at our world, and we don't understand why things are going the way they're going. And so a lot of us, uh, Brother Elishua and Sister Eliana, have issues with the Most High. And this is what opens the door for demonic oppression and sometimes demonic possession. We start, we lose confidence, we lose faith, we lose favor towards the Father. And this is what the this is what warfare really is all about. Even when you talk about things like the White House and the Pentagon and, and the CIA and the big muscles of our world, the UN, the United Nations, and the, um, the world, I mean, all of these giant organizations, if you can get people hitting them up that have issues against the Most High, this is what the enemy wants more than anything. So tonight, we're going to be talking about how the, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. And His mercy endures forever. So y'all hear this little song in the background from time to time. Just know that. And uh, guess, I, I appreciate y'all tolerating that with me. But it won't be, like I say, it'll just be above a uh, lower whisper. Let me just say this really quickly. Again, the ex- I want to establish a need really quick, and then I want to go to Sister Eliane, and I would love to know what LSU have to say about this. These folks can go deep, folks. There's so many directions we can go, so I got a, I got a little plan here. This is what I want to, I want to tell these brothers and sisters. Again, my phone been out, so I hadn't had a chance to really talk with them, so they're going to hear this for the first time as well. What I like to do, I want to talk a little bit about the need, the need for this. Humanity is victims. Uh, and I'm going to meet uh, your uh, line, Brother Ellis. You got a little noise in the background. It's okay. I know you got kids and everything going on. So we'll just come back to you in a second here. But listen, uh, humanity is a victim, is victims of a very real enemy. Humanity. A lot, many of, of, our, uh, of our brothers and sisters on this planet is victims of a real enemy. And they don't even know it. That's what this show is about tonight, folks. Advance spiritual warfare and the world behind everything. So we're going to talk about something that exists that's killing, stealing, 
and destroying from all of us. And if the Father has sent something in the earth to, to heal us, to stop the killing, the stealing, and the thief from destroying, what does the kill mean, uh, Brother Elisha? The kill means to, to, to kill means to take the life from. To take the life from. You'll be standing there. You'll be alive, but you don't have no more strength. Many of us are suffering this way. We are alive. We just there's no life. To steal means you you own something. Somebody else got it. it it's still around. You just don't have it. It's in the it's in the hands of someone else. To steal, the enemy has come to steal. Not just physical things, but our mind, our, our goals, our strength, our integrity, our, you name it. If it's a value, I can show you where the enemy has stolen from us and killing and then destroying. Just just, a, just making it where it simply don't exist at all. Destroying. So we know the guests on this show tonight know of a very real enemy. That is wiping out many of us in many areas of our life. And this show is just to shed a big spotlight on the enemy and give us solutions as to how to combat that. Sister Eliana, if you don't mind, I would like for you to pray before we start talking about uh, spirits of, uh, 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 spiritual weakness in high places and day-to-day operations of evil spirits. And, and maybe we'll get into familiar spirits and soul ties and we may even get into the occult a little bit, talk about, and then we're going to talk about some uh, first encounter, uh, uh, dealings with evil spirits. And we know that they don't just stop with us because we we're not presidents of the world and all of these things. And I would think that the more powerful beings, these the evil beings, work with people like the presidents and prime ministers. and But yet... They are in the lives of all of us. I'm talking about evil spirits that are fallen angels influencing us with thoughts and hindering truths and so forth. When we start talking about these kinds of things, fear grips people. I've done these shows since the other day, and I'm telling you, even myself, when I hang up after I've done the show, you have to kind of remind yourself who you are because you, you, you talk about this enemy and he becomes very real. Now, we want to talk about the Mosai even more tonight. But can you offer up a prayer for those that are going to be, gonna be uh, listening tonight that may be, uh, you know, where they won't be hindered by anything other than the love of the Father, the power of the Father, and what he has done for us, and not so much what the enemy uh, can do it and um, will do, if you don't mind. Can you offer up a prayer, sister? Yes, I can do, definitely do that, and I, I don't have a problem with it. Most High, we just thank you for your grace tonight. We thank you for your direction in the conversation that we will be having tonight on behalf of your people. We thank you that you would direct and guide us and lead us, Father, because you are our guide. You are our direction, and you are our source in all of our resource, almighty God. We thank you tonight that you would give us the wisdom and the knowledge and the the proper understanding to go forth and to shed light into the areas that have been requested as the topic of this show. We thank you that you would 
open up and illuminate the minds and the hearts of your people, all who will be listening tonight, so that they can have a good understanding. As your word has said, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. But with all of your getting, get an understanding. And that is what our petition is tonight, that a good understanding, a foundational understanding, a life-changing understanding would come forth upon your people. We give you praise and glory. We thank you that your name is exalted above the heavens, that there is no other power greater than you, and we serve the true and the living Yah who created the heavens and the earth, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We give you praise and glory in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you tonight. Hallelujah. And we give you praise. Hallelujah. 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 Praise Yah of Israel. Well, folks, listen, again, advancing spiritual warfare, the world behind everything is not uh, designed to cause anybody to be fearful or scare you. It's just to show you, folks, we're not on this earth long. The enemy is around us, and he's after our will. I'm going to say it again. This is the fourth time. I'm going to say this probably 20 times tonight. This show, the foundational, the key players in this episode is the most high in the will of man. There's a battle. People say it's a battle for the mind. Well, there is a battle for the mind on the earth, but the battle for the mind is to get to the will. It's about the will, the will, the will. You know, the Father, people, the people think really everything that's going on this earth is what the Father is doing. Well, if there's hunger in the world, if, if there's a God, where come there's hunger in the world? Why come there's all this killing and, and why come all these issues with, with, with relationships? And how come we as a people is going through this, that, and the other? They blame on the Father, but I tell people all the time. The Father let me show this to me years ago. He owns the world and the fullness thereof. That's what the words say. But the authority in the earth, authority, how it's to be ran, and LSU, your line is open now, uh, that is in the control of man. Man has the authority in the earth. The Father could have just just took away our sins. Why do you have to sin in Christ? Why do you have to come through the matrix or to the woman? Why? Because man has the authority. Man has authority. There's hunger because of the way we use our authority. There's killing and murder in all of the ears of our world because of how we have used the authority. Satan's job is to curb the way we see things. LSU, I promise you there's some noise in your back in the background. I don't want to keep meeting you because you really we need you tonight for show. I know you got a lot to say. So, uh, folks, listen. The battle is for our will. The enemy. And we, I want to talk about it real quickly. Y'all bear with me. I'm about to do some a foundation. I promise you, I'm a backup. And I'm gonna let these two run with this show. But I'm just laying the foundation. We're gonna talk about giving. We're gonna we want to give tools tonight. We're going to give tools from experiences of how to stop the enemy from stealing, killing, and destroying. And does that mean we have it all together and everything? That's not true. I can't say that for myself. Maybe Cielian can say it. Maybe Elisha can say it. I can't say it. If I'm not careful, the enemy will get play in my life to this day and get the victory if I'm not careful. Not every day am I walking victorious, doing everything right. I, 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 some days I'm a hypocrite. Some days I don't live what I preach. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, actually, to be very honest with you, 
I don't think I ever met a person that wasn't a hypocrite in some way or form or fashion. In other words, preaching every single thing they teach, every single thing they teach, which is the whole word, the whole Bible. I don't think I ever met a preacher that wasn't a hypocrite to some degree. We all are. But we're supposed to teach the word. That's the standard. That's the ruler. We're supposed to strive towards it, but that don't mean that we have it all together. So tonight, I have experiences with the spiritual realm, advanced spiritual warfare, uh, spirit speaking through people, uh, uh, hindrances when I gotten seemingly closer to the Father or a certain word I was given and before I could get the word, certain things happen. And when you hear what happened, you will say what I'm saying. Brother Seth, that was different. Let me just start off really brief. Well, actually, we, didn't have, we haven't heard from LSU in a while, so let me do this. Um, I don't know if he heard this at the very beginning, but but um, let me just say something. I'm going to go to Brother Elishua. We want to give you, the listeners, tool, again, from experiences to stop the enemy from stealing, killing, and destroying in your life. Now, it don't just stop with just you and I on this level. Then once you can see the realization of evil spirits and them operating in our lives, then you can understand, well, what happens if you're a president? Huh. huh. What happened if you were prime minister? Uh-oh. What happened if you are head of the United Nations? Can you imagine what spirits you deal with on that level? Don't underestimate us now, because there are people, grassroots, so to speak, that have actually changed the world with a certain word. With a certain, we're putting out certain teachings. There have been teachings from grassroots people, like folks on this line, that have put books out there that have rattled the entire world. So it's not always about you got to be president or president of the UN or anything like that, a CIA director. No, no, no. Anyone led full of the spirit, just like they are full of the enemy, is a force to be reckoned with. So tonight, again, one more time, we want to give you tools to stop the enemy in your life from stealing, killing, destroy. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about weapons, weapons that we have, things like the power of agreement, things like corporate anointing. We want to talk about uh, um, the, the praying and faith believing, the gifts of the spirit. We want to talk about angels and what they do. We want to talk about how we can just cast out devils. We'll be given authority to cast them out. But you know, in certain instances, they do have legal grounds to be in. We can't cast them out. There's certain devils we can't cast out. Certain demons we just can't do anything with because they have legal grounds to be there because they've gotten that person to bend their will to do this, that, or the other. Certain people have willed things that are straight from the devil, and as long as they're on that devilish concept or that devilish doctrine, they're going to experience death. Brother Elisha, I know you have something to say on that again. Uh, you've heard a lot. And uh, what anything on your heart before I go to Sister Eliana with another question? Well, I would just say that in terms of uh, spiritual warfare, is that what you said in regard to legality, and this is what people get in trouble at, this is where they come in conflict at, is uh, the Mashiach told the apostles, he said, I give you all power authority over all the power of the enemy. And when you read in the English translation in the King James, you actually missed the point because what he's saying is I give you, over, I give you authority. 
There's two different things, authority and basileo. That means you have the legal, operate, the, the legal right to operate within a certain realm. Uh, a police officer has authority. That means that he has been commissioned by the state and by the city with the power to enforce the law. On his right hip is a nine millimeter. That is the power that he enforces with. So there's a distinct difference between power and authority, and we have to understand that. And when we look at the Messiah in his in exchange with the Roman centurion, the soldier whose servant was at home sick, he went to the Messiah and he asked, he told him, he said, my servant is at home sick, and I would that you would pray for him that he would be healed. And the Messiah responded by, let's go. Let's go find that's where he is. Let's heal him. And the Roman soldier's response was, you don't need to come. All you need to do is just speak your word. He said, I'm a man in authority and I'm a man under authority. I say, in other words, I have, I'm a man who has people who, who's over, who I, I'm over in authority, and I am under people in authority. And he says, I t- say to this one, he goes, and to this one, he comes. And the Messiah's response, response reaction to that was, no greater faith have I found in yes. all Israel. Why? Yes. Because he understood the protocol. He understood the, 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 the dynamics of authority. And if you go to the book of Jude, when it talks about how that people talk about, you know, they came against Satan in this form or that matter, is you have to understand is that authority, power is what's given to all of us. We all have the power to lay hands upon the sick and see them recover. We all have the power to cast out devils and see them flee. But when it comes to talking about authority, when we're dealing with high-ranking spirits, it's just what the scripture states and what Seth just implied, is that it comes by the actual place of authority. And that authority comes with relationship with the most high. There are certain okay. spirits who do not want God. That was good. And I want to come behind you, Brother LSU, and I want you to do the same. Matter of fact, if you want to do it now, fine. Go right ahead and just add Case in point of you doing just that, applying the authority that the the Christ uh, gave us. Of course, he was following the will of the Father. But but give case in point, or if you like, if you want to think for a minute, I can go with it. I want to give a case in point of an opportunity where I actually use the authority. This, see, this is what I want to do with this show, uh, uh, y'all. And again, we haven't really talked, folks, because my phone been busting. I've been just a lot of things going on, but this phone just stopped in a couple of days ago. I haven't had a chance to talk with my co-host here. For us, it's kind of, and it's kind of good because y'all getting it raw. But LSU, I tell you what, why you think? Can you have a a a, 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 a real time experience of actually applying that principle? Or you need well, me to go ahead and you think uh, of one. Uh, when you talk about the money, when you talk about deliverance, it's one of the most popular ministries it is today. And the reason why it is because there's a lot of sensationalism attached to it. And that's what people get involved in, they don't get engaged into. And I would tell people, is that just, it's real simple. It's like, it's like the Messiah said, he said, he said, demons are subject to you, big deal. He said, guess what? You are one with me. You walk in the authority and the power that I have. So that's supposed to be subject to you. Like I heard you mention the issue of, of the probability of the possibility of people being afraid. Here's real simple. If you are born again, if you are one with Christ, the last thing on this planet you should be afraid of is a demon. Because demons are subject to you through your relationship with the with, with the Messiah, through with, with the Father, through the Messiah. 
Demons are subject to you in that sense. So the last thing you should be afraid of is a demon. Now, if you want to see a good illustration, which does not lend to sensationalism, but does prove the point when we're dealing with the issue of authority. When I first went to ORU, I was there for about two weeks. I, I was, at the time that I went to ORU, I was on parole with Texas Department of Corrections. Um, I had to go to the dean of students and inform them that I had to go back to the city of Fort Worth to make a parole visit, which I had to do monthly. They informed me that they could not allow that to be done. They had no issue with the fact that I was on parole, but I could not go back and forth once or twice a month to make a parole or make a parole visit. And so that, that would have to be addressed or I could not attend ORU. They gave me a round-trip flight ticket back to Fort Worth, Texas. I met with my probation officer on that Friday evening, I, Friday afternoon. I informed her what the situation was because she already knew it. I had called and let her know. And she said, what you are asking for, Mr. Ellison, is almost an impossibility because it is like a year to a two-year process, and you want it to be done immediately. She says, now, I'm going to call Austin and see if I can even just get consideration for this because they're the only people who can write off on this. When she called Austin, the only person who was left in the office who had the authority, who, who, who could do that, who was the person who had the authority, was a supervisor. Everybody else had left. The only person in the building who had the authority to do that was still in the building. And when she talked to her, she came back and she told me, she says, I'm on the line talking to them right now. And she says, all I can say is pray. I said, I'm already praying. When she, and when she came back, when she realized that the only person that was supervised, she said, you must be doing some serious kind of praying. She said, because I cannot believe it. She came back 10 minutes later and she told me, she said, your annual parole will be approved on Monday morning. You can get it Monday afternoon. She says, I don't know what kind of praying you're doing, but I've never seen anything like that happen before in my life. Now, to me, what that, and her words were this. She said, the only way you're going to, this is going to happen is rank is going to have to be pulled because there is a protocol. I said, well, then so be it. When she left the room, my prayer was, Father, I take authority right now over every impeding spirit, every stumbling block, and if we have to, we're going to pull rank to bring forth what your will is because I'm in the kingdom and I'm living my life according to your will. Lo and behold, there was something that, that worked against every opposition that, that came against me, that kept me from doing that, and that was resolved in a matter of hours because it's real simple. I knew my authority of who I was in Christ, and I knew that what I was doing was consistent with the will of the Father, so I had confidence and boldness to pray it and speak forth and have every expectation that it was going to come to pass, and it did. Hello. Did I get disconnected? No. Seth you were, got disconnected. He must be No, <laughs> uh, you were sharing your testimony, which is powerful. Mm. Don't you hear Yes, I'm here. Yeah, I'm you, listening to you. Yes, I can. Mm. Okay, are you finished? Or will you continue? You were sharing. Yes, 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 I was saying. Yes, that's how I was oh, thinking okay. in regards to that, is that. Yes, is that I said, because... Um, now, as you know, as, as Brother said that asked in regards to casting out demons, like, you know, as simply put, is that... It's happened a number of times, um, and, and, and as I said, it's just that, that I've learned through history, through my experience with it, is that many times people get caught up more with the experiences than they get caught up with the actual laws and the principles in the scripture so they can apply it in their own life when they encounter situations like that. So, you know, so in yeah. other words, it's like it's time to put up 
you know, rather than just, to, you know, to talk about it, it's time to put up. And I would tell people, you don't have no need to be fear of a demon if you are covered under the blood of the Mishiach. Demons are subject to you. You have authority over them within the realm of your sphere of influence. Now, when it comes to talking about dealing with principalities and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, as referred to in, in, in the book of, I mean, in the letter of Ephesians, the fourth chapter, then I would say, in, no, in the sixth chapter, I would say in that regard, it's real simple. You better make sure you're led in doing it because people have had some very negative consequences by trying to take authority over ruling regional demons that control cities, states, and governments. Uh, the story of Daniel when he was in contention, uh, you know, when Daniel prayed for the father for the revelation of the dream that he was giving him, it says that he prayed and he fasted for 21 days. When the angel finally showed up with the answer to the prayer, the angel's response to Daniel was, is that your prayer was heard on the first day. But I was pursued by the prince of Persia, and he mm-hmm. pursued me from writing you the answer. So what that was, that was ruling regional principalities in the spiritually, in the heavenly, fighting to keep Daniel from receiving that revelation because of what it had to do with the destiny of Israel. And then, and it says, and at that time, the, the, the angel who was bringing the message, which I believe was Gabriel at the time, did not have the power to withstand against that prince of Persia by himself. So he called in Michael, the warring angel, and Michael warred on behalf and freed him up and released him to bring that answer to Daniel. And incidentally, in the 12th chapter of Daniel, in the 1st and 2nd verse, it says that Michael is the warring angel who is specifically assigned to Israel, to the people of Israel. You know, yeah. it's funny because I have a um, I have a story, and this might relate to people who have small children or young children. And this was really recent. Um, uh-huh. Had a situation with my uh, my 11 year old granddaughter. Uh, we were talking about some things, and it was maybe a little bit above her head spiritually, but she uh-huh. became very angry, and she began to change, and she began to manifest a a spirit, and she began to ball up her fist, her eyes got watery, and she says, I am not a believer. You just think I am, Grandma. And I looked at her and I said, I know this child from birth. You know, I practically pulled you out of your mother's womb. What are you talking about? I know you. So I'm looking at her, tell me this. But I also understood that she had had some negative influence come into her life uh, that she thought was uh positive and okay through her um, her mom. So um, now she's living with me in my custody in my home, and I already know her, her origin. And this other person had tried to take her the knowledge out of her of what she knows about the father and about the, the, the spirit and things like that. So as she's going through this, and she knew she could not withstand me, and she had the respect of me being her grandmother, but she balled her fist up like she was going to hit me. And I immediately recognized what was going on. This was not a discussion mm-hmm. about her faith or my faith. I saw right. a manifestation of a, of a demonic spirit coming on my 11-year-old granddaughter. And so while she's looking and she's making these faces, I began immediately to pray in the spirit, in tongues, with authority, with a loud, authoritative voice, and I began to rebuke mm-hmm. that spirit. And I told that mm-hmm. spirit, you are going to leave this house immediately. You have no authority over my granddaughter. And within right. minutes, she jerked her head backwards. She, like, snapped out of it. 
Now, this is funny because, I'm not funny and ha-ha, but this is amazing because prior to this event, my granddaughter had become a little standoffish with me in my home. After I rebuked this spirit, the very next day my granddaughter came to me and she started hugging me. She goes, where have you been, Grandma? I have been missing you. And I looked at her and I said, more importantly, granddaughter, where have you been? We have been dwelling in the same house. What has been dwelling in you? So we've Mm -hmm. been talking about the things of the Father, spiritual things. Um, You know, we are doing a little bit more um, spiritual uh, exercises in the home, such as study, worship, prayer, open discussion, because I realized that whatever that was that was trying to possess my granddaughter could not withstand the authority that was in me. And I was able to nip it in the bud before it had a chance to fully take hold and manifest and wreak havoc. So just being a grandmother with this child, I was able to do that and see a result. And, you know, I'm not afraid of spirits. But right. that's how we have to be. When we walk with the Father, when we when we are acknowledging our relationship with the Father and being obedient and walking His commandments, and like Seth says, none of us are perfect. We have times of weakness because we are flesh. We are dust in the sight of the Most High. But He empowers us. And when we walk in that authority that we've been given in the relationship, just like my grandchildren can take my keys at times, they'll say, well, can I start the vehicle? When I hand them over the key, they are entrusted with a certain amount of authority, not to drive the car, but only to start the engine. And they can do that. There will come a day when they are old enough and more responsible mm-hmm. that they'll actually be able to drive that vehicle, but it's not today. Absolutely. have a limited right. amount of authority. And that's the way we operate when we are the children of the Most High as we are awakened, um, renewed Hebrews, full of his spirit, obedient to his word. It doesn't make us perfect, but like you say, we walk in that authority that we have been given according to our status, according to our uh, sphere of influence around us and our right. spiritual level of maturity. We have authority. So right. uh, very same thing, very same thing. You know, I experienced this with my, my um my grandchildren all the, all the time, and my four-year-old at one point, you know, he uh, there was another day on a, another situation totally separate. I was going through a little bit of a, a depression for something I don't remember, but he walked into my room and he goes, what are you doing? And I was playing with my cell phone, playing a game, and he goes, where is your Bible? And he says, get it. And he took authority at four. And he brought me Mm. my Bible, opened it, and he said, read to me, Grandma. We started reading. He said, let's pray. Once we started praying, I immediately knew what had happened. Somehow through playing this video game, I let my guard down. I fell into a slight depression, but my grandson was alerted spiritually, walked in my room. The very little authority he has as a four-year-old was enough to bring me back to the place I needed to be at that moment, which I had not even recognized that I had fallen into until we started to pray. And then I gave a hug and a kiss, and I said, thank you. It was so powerful. At the same time, his mom was trying to get him out of my room, 
And he told her, wait, I am, I am reading the scripture with Grandma. And after I came out of that depression, he was released and he went back and he says, I'm going to see what my mom wants. And he says, what did you want, Mom? And she said, oh, you left your toy. And he, she, he told her, that's not important. And I was like, this is amazing because right there at four years old, he was given a certain amount of authority. He didn't rebuke any spirits, but he was able to come into my room and with a slight voice of authority bring me into where I should be spiritually. So that's how the Father uses all of us at whatever age or stage when we are walking with him. Powerful. Powerful. Y'all have actually said a lot, and I have to step with it just there for a second, but listen, LSU was talking about the spiritual warfare, uh, and uh, I want to find what that said in the scripture. One of y'all can get that. But uh, uh, y'all just covered a lot from grandma, grandchild, a child sensing his grandmother's going through some and calls for the scriptures, which... Folks, you better, I mean, I know this stuff is kind of a little bit, I want to slow it down a little bit because I know a lot of people saying, come on, yeah, I mean, really, how can a four-year-old take authority? I mean, we're talking about evil spirits. But we're spirits first. Having experience in a body. And spirits don't always need to be 40 years old. If you have a mouth, a spirit can speak through that mouth. You might be for. It can say some of the craziest stuff and some of the greatest things both come out of that same fountain. So listen, I just kind of want to talk about what was just said because I don't know if y'all know how deep y'all just went. <laughs> LSU was talking about regional spirits. I can't do this. And Sister Eliana, if you could, or LSU, either one of y'all find what, let us know. I want to give scriptures to people. Again, we can't take it for granted. People are hearing this for the first time. Ladies, maybe they're not here for the first time. They've heard it before, but they, they, something happened in their life. And this show is going to draw a lot of people with questions about warfare for whatever reason. And it's very easy because we, we've seen it. And this is what another was hard to comprehend. Our lives, our lives, Sister Eliana, you're very hard to comprehend tonight. People don't know what you're talking about. Some people do. A lot of people do, but a lot of people don't. They don't understand what are you saying. How how did you, Elisha? What do you mean? You know, I mean, are y'all? Come on now. Are y'all smoking on some? Some people. I had a, a relative to tell me this. Won't call no names out. Again, I want to welcome everyone who's been listening to this to, to Five Foods since 2011, and especially my bloodline family in 13 states. But I had a relative of one of those 13 states say this to me. She hinted because I was talking a lot about evil spirits, and she here. I know she's talking about me, or he was talking about me. It could be a he or she. I can't tell y'all which. But they hinted. I don't know if I would want people around my kids like that. In other words, like me. Folks, you want people around your kids your your kids like me, like Ella Shaw. Because if you don't know what we're talking about, I can almost guarantee you 
they probably already reside or is influencing your house. They influence all of our house. Evil spirits, this is what the Father, evil spirits influence, we're in and out. And I know some people say, well, not me. Okay, speak for yourself. I'm just going to speak for Brother Seth tonight. If you walk in any disobedience in your life, you're flirting with the enemy. Now, yes, your spirit belongs to the Father. Those of us that are born again, really born again, we believe in the Messiah, we've accepted the Father, we follow the Holy Spirit as best we can. I mean, we're born again, folks. Any area, just imagine your, 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 your life like a giant mansion, and it's got all these windows. Any time an area of your life is not dedicated to the Most High, it don't mean you have to be perfect. You just have to be dedicated. I hear a little noise. I hear something going on there. Because, uh, again, when we play the show back, it's going to be all these little noise, and you'll see what I mean. But, folks, it's like a big mansion. This is the way it was explained to me years ago as a young convert. It's like a big mansion. And there's doors in your life. It's like windows. And you're supposed to, as a believer, have all your windows insured by the Most High, or trusting in the Most High to to protect you. And as he shared with you different words and knowledge, that's why it pays to have fellowship with healthy fellowship. We're going to talk about in a minute, brothers and sisters, uh, Brother Ella Shure, Sister Sister Eliana. We're going to talk about our weapons, our weapons. It'll be coming up a little later on. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back and talk about our weapons. But right now, I just want to expose the enemy, talk about how real he is, what he is doing, not just in our lives, but in high places. We want to hit this hard, hit this hard. We want to come back from the break. We want to talk about our weapons. What do we have against this enemy? There's no way this topic can be exhausted in this one episode. But I think we're doing a very good job. Okay? But we're like a mansion with a bunch of windows. And... Those windows of our life is things like our diet, that's a window. Uh, our prayer life, that's a window. Um, you know, our fellowship, who we're fellowshipping with, that's a window. Um, our, 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 I mean, it's just we're full of these windows. And when we give these areas to the Most High, we say, you're Lord of this, or you are or, or, or king of this area. The enemy is hands off. Even if we're falling into sin, if we're constantly saying, Father, help me, this I put in your hand, I submit to you in this, you know, you keep crying out to the Father, what, does this love not cover you then? I mean, it don't mean that's not sin, and that sin that you do, you're going to pay for it, all of it. But I don't think the enemy has hands to you. I don't think he has grounds to come into you when you're constantly crying out for the Father and for his protection. I'm talking about in areas where we're weak. I said, I'm talking about in areas where we're weak. We just constantly... Uh, I really wish I could play this audio clip, but these brothers on the line, this this brother on the line, this is the line, they, they, it's probably better than this audio clip, so that's why I did play it. But there is this Catholic gentleman, and he goes into this in a way I've never heard. I've never heard anybody in the Protestant churches talk about it. You know, we all come from Catholicism anyway, and there is some Catholics that really understand, especially this topic right here, because they still cast out devils in the Catholic church, believe it or not. They just got a whole bunch of 
a whole bunch of evil going on in that in that, in that establishment. But make no qualms about it. Protestant come out of Catholicism. All of Catholicism is not wrong. And this gentleman had an anger on. I want you to hear this, brother Ellis. Show you like this, and Sister Eliana, check this out. This gentleman had an anger on evil spirits. I have never heard. He said, even if you are in sin, constantly tell the devil who you are. Tell yourself who you are. You know, let's just say you smoke. You tell the enemy, these cigarettes don't run my life. I'm going to one day walk away from this. Father, help me. I'm yours. My body belongs to you. You let the enemy know. I'm not yours. And you let your, more importantly, let yourself know, you don't, this is not you. You belong to, and he was saying, he was talking about the laws in the scripture, how that the enemy can't claim you. Keep doing it. I'm not saying you keep doing it, keep going, but he said a lot of the reasons the evil spirits in us is because we buy into the lie, this is just the way I am. And he, the enemy, Sister Elion, the enemy perverts your mind to get you to, to, ex, to change your will. It's all a battle for this will, Elishua. You say, I will. I just, this is me. This is who I am. That's a will move there. Those spirits then have access to you. Those spirits have access to your body, not to your spirit that's born again. But that scripture says, do I will man perish, I will man renew day by day. Though it's believers that's walking with the Father, who have errors in their life that they haven't turned over to the Father, that evil spirits actually rule over. I know I know what I'm talking about. You see it. We see it every day. We hear of pastors going into a church and killing up everybody. You can't say that was a false pastor. You can't say that people that do crazy stuff, we see in the news that's born again. You can't say that they was of the devil. They was listening to demons. Oh, yes. So if this can happen to believers, what do you think can happen to those that don't even, that's not even in the fold? So tonight, and then we're going to go to LSU. LSU, you still there, right? Yep, he's still there. And Sister Eliana. Y'all still there? Yeah, we're here. Yes, okay. I'm here. Well, but, uh, oh, I wish I can find that clip and play it. This gentleman, he breaks it down because I was like, I never think, I never thought of that. When I sin, I just say things like, well, it's just the way I am. It's just how I be. No, 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 no. You tell yourself, I'm not in the flesh. I'm in the spirit. I belong to the most high. I'm his. I'm in love with him. Satan, you don't own me. Now, you, you're on his turf now. <laughs> Somebody might say, well, yeah, you, you're up there doing that thing you're doing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, of course you don't belong to say you don't. No, 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 no. Your flesh might crave sin. Your spirit craves the Father at the same time. The Bible says there's nothing new. There's nothing good in the flesh. Even when you're, you're at your most holy estate, your flesh is unclean. So I don't let the dictates in the flesh and the appetites of the flesh and whether or not I'm successful or not with the flesh determine who I am. Boy, this Catholic guy puts something on my mind. And I say, that's the key. So listen, folks, what are we doing? What are we doing here tonight? Again, you listen to Five Simple Stones. We're talking about advanced 
spiritual warfare. And the world, we'll get around to the world in a minute, and the world behind everything. Well, it is the world behind everything, but I mean, we'll get around to talking about high evil spirits in high places, spiritual wickets in high places. But I just had to get that out. Folks, tonight, again, I have LSU on the line all the way from Forward, Texas, Sister Eliana Badia from Mercy, California. We're just trying the best to reach out to humanity. This is a show for humanity uh, because we believe humanity in, 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 by the millions are victims of the real enemy, a real enemy, uh, I should say the, a real enemy. And that is evil spirits, Satan, uh, devils. I didn't know that demons were in the Bible till not too long ago. I actually thought demons were in the Bible. The word demon is not in the Bible. It's called devils. 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 All around us, the Bible talks about it. There's a spiritual war going on. It's old as Methuselah. It's, it's been going on for many, many years, folks. And the battle is for the human will. Even the Most High Himself have restricted Himself off limits to this planet unless He go to the will of man. That's why I believe I was in a prayer on this tonight, uh, Sister Eliana, Brother Elisha. I was just kind of thinking about this this topic tonight and praying over it and thinking about it, and just just going over to my mind. This came to me. This is powerful. Check this out. The Father does nothing in the earth. Just just check 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 behind what I'm about to say. It's gonna sound controversial. He said, Pray for the Messiah to come. I think if we didn't pray the Messiah wouldn't come. Everything on this earth, you can't enter this in atmosphere without the will of man. Somebody somewhere has to pray. 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 And then when you ask you bending your will by saying, Father, I will, I want you to come. Then he comes. So this is why I tell people to blaming hunger and all of the ills of this planet on the Father. Not so. It's our will. It's what we've done with this powerful, the most powerful thing on the earth is the will of man. The war is for the will. So tonight, please. Okay. In uh, Colossians 1, um, and this pertains to what we're talking about, um, especially for the believers and the listeners tonight, uh, Colossians 1 and 7 says, You learned of Yah's grace from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is who was faithful worker on our behalf. He has told us of the love that the Ruach, or the Spirit, has given you. For this reason, we have always prayed for you. Ever since we heard about you, we ask Yah to fill you with the knowledge of his will, of his will. You're talking about the will of man, so we need to be filled with the will of the Father, with all wisdom and understanding that his Ruach gives. Then you will be able to live as Yahuwah wants and will always do what pleases him. Your lives will produce all kinds of good deeds, and you will grow in your knowledge, in your knowledge. See, we all have a knowledge of the Most Hayah, but when we are operating in his will through his Ruach or his spirit, then we will grow in our knowledge, our understanding of the Most High. And then he says, you, may you be made strong 
with all the strength which comes from his glorious power so that you may be able to endure everything with patience and with joy. Give thanks to the Father who has made you fit to have your share of what Yah has reserved for his people in the kingdom of light. So I just wanted to read that to encourage the, the listeners because this is a um it's a relationship walk. As Elishua was saying earlier, this is a relationship and, and the authority we're given is based on the kind of relationship that we have with the father. Like me giving my four year old the key to start my vehicle, I trust him as I trust the eleven year old because I have trained them that this is all you're gonna do with the key. Now, my father is fearful of that. He will not give those kids a key because he doesn't have the same relationship that I have with them. He thinks that they're just children, but I understand that they're more than that. As Seth was saying, you may be, you know, we are as old as we'll ever be when we're born. It is the human body tricks us on the level. So a two-year-old can speak the word of the father. A two-year-old can walk in the authority, a four-year-old can walk in the authority because the spirit that is in us is, comes from the Father. It is just a house that that spirit is in while we're on the earth. The spirit never changes. It doesn't age, and it does not um, grow weary or tired. It is the physical man. So knowing my knowing my my grandchildren, I understand who they are spiritually and who they're going to manifest to become as adults because of the relationship, and that is what the Father gives us when he gives us his Ruach, when he gives us his spirit. He knows we have the power to cast out devils. He knows we have the power to withstand uh, principalities as we mature in that relationship with him. So this is nothing to be fearful, like Elishua was saying. We don't have to be afraid of demons because we have a relationship with the Father of all who created the invisible as well as the visible, all, everything that's on this, in the universe, he created it. Whether we can see it with our natural eye, whether we can sense it in our spirit, the Father has created it. And when we're in relationship with him and we have that, that, that understanding, we have that authority because it's been given to us. So I just wanted to say that to encourage the people. Yes, we live in a world, there are demons. Yes, there's, there's bad things. But, you know, the Father that we serve, is greater than all of that. But when we have the proper knowledge and the proper understanding, we can see these spirits leaving our families, our children, our homes, our workplaces. You know, when we're out in the public, we can change the atmosphere. We can set the stage. We can determine what the day is going to look like. I always tell people, make it a great day. Don't have a good day. Make it a great day because we have the authority and the power to do that when we're walking in the powerful, proper relationship. Powerful, powerful. Well, listen, folks, I want to take a break, uh, and I will be back here. I just want to say, Sister Eliana, thank you for those for that input. I can't think of everything to say. She says things I I forget to say. Ella Shua says things I forget to say. I mean, we all just kind of help each other, so I appreciate you sharing that. I will say this about the wheel. Uh, she absolutely is right. Uh, remember, two things, two things in this show. The most powerful thing is the most high. He is he is the, the energy source, and then he has this thing on this earth called humans. And he, 
called Human's Will. And if he, he don't have to ask us nothing. He just come in and just take us. He could have just stopped everything, stopped Adam. He could have made us to where we'd never seen. He could have did, could did, could could did this, could have did that. Could have stopped this, could have stopped that. He can stop hunger. He can heal all the sick right now. Why? Why don't he do it? And that's why I'm very careful, Sister Eliana and Brother Elishua, uh, uh, of saying things like, you know, did. I do think the Father does things like you say, Father, help me, help me. You know, I do think he does things once we put our will out there, once we will him into a situation, we say, Father, help me. And I do think he, he, he answers it, especially we pray in faith, believing. Again, that's the will. He comes in, he does things. I think he does. Remember the scripture says, if your ways please me, I'll give you the desires of your heart. Well, if your ways please him, you're going to be desiring him. And, and Anyway, I don't want to get too deep. I, I, I want to get. I want to go ahead and take this little short break, but I just want to hit that real quick about the will. It is about his will, true, but we have to will what he wants. Then he comes. If we don't will his will, if we will what Satan wants, we experience damnation and destruction. Hopefully we have a praying grandmother somewhere to say, Father, have mercy on this boy. He don't know what he's doing, and then he have mercy on us, and he makes sure we don't hit rock bottom. But many of us, many of you listening on the sound of my voice, your will is bent towards evil. Uh, every doctrine, which y'all believe, which you've been taught, many of you full of white supremacy, uh, which is a lie. You full of all types of lies, and, and your life is a product of that. So this is why we have the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us in out of truth. In and out of in, uh, with truth, in and out of danger. This is why we have angels sent to minister to those that be uh, heirs of salvation. Uh, this is why we have the church, uh, our brothers and sisters, to walk with us. We have powerful, powerful resources, the gifts of the Spirit, where the Spirit rises up in the believer and these gifts come forth. We are a very powerful group of people, folks. So don't let us, we're going to get a little deeper deep. We're going to start sharing some stories, and I guarantee you uh, it's going to be challenging for some of y'all to believe. You know, I I, I got some things I want to share just to show you what Brother LSU was brought up earlier about the authority that the Father has given Christ. You know, he said, Brother LSU was saying, he says, uh, the Father gave Christ all authority in heaven and earth has been uh, was given to the uh, to to the Messiah. Y'all broke doing three things here one time. All authority in heaven and earth given to the Most High. I mean, given to Christ. That is true. But until one of us on this line show you how we walked in it, it's just a doctrine. It's just something that we're saying. Um, so what I want to do when we come back from the break is I want to give I want us to give uh, real time experiences of when we literally took a demon to task. And I don't mean to sensationalize the show or make it spooky or nothing like that for ratings. People really need to know. It's otherwise, it's just another, some more people on the blog talking about a, a doctrine. But when things start, you start experiencing things, and again, it don't mean we have it all together or anything like that. It just means we just want to take our experiences. I'm 57 years old, and I guarantee I've had probably over seven, 600 encounters with spirits just day-to-day. Sometimes it was nothing. It was just a thought, like Sister Eliana said, a look on a child's face, and you know there wasn't that child. It's hard to comprehend. What do you mean, Sister Eliana, your child looked at you mean? I mean, no, she don't mean. She she knows the difference between her, her granddaughter looking mean 
our grandchild looking mean or or a spirit. So some of y'all, we're gonna get into what exactly do we mean by evil spirits and children and all of these things, and when we come back, okay? So you got a lot coming your way, folks. Tickle the shepherd, we'll be right back. Again, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to 
another episode of Blog Talk Radio um, with Five Smooth Stones Network. Uh, on this network, we're talking about tonight, End Time Prophecy Part 4. And in this particular episode, in this series, we're talking about advanced spiritual warfare, the world behind everything again. We're talking about the world behind everything. Two kingdoms, the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of Christ. One kingdom is full of um, darkness and spiritual weakness in high places as well as low places. But the movers and shakers in high places, which deplore evil spirits, to, um, and especially um, at times familiar spirits, and those possessed or oppressed of the devil. We'll talk about that in a little bit. There is a such thing as being oppressed. Most people are oppressed. Many, some, excuse me, I'm going too fast. There are those that are for sure possessed of the enemy. What does that look like? When a person is possessed, Satan or devils have complete control of their movement. They don't always go up and shoot up a, uh, a school or something like that because the enemy don't want us necessarily dead unless we have no power. I can see that, but if you have a power, you're president, last thing you want is you dead. What he wants you to do is bring destruction upon millions. Okay, so I believe that people in high power do have, some of them are, in fact, demon-possessed. And I do think, if not demon-possessed, because truth is getting to them, many of them are demonically oppressed. Okay, I'm talking about those in power. I believe most people in power in our world today is for sure demonically oppressed. Okay, and uh, some are even demonically possessed. Anyway, this kingdom, these two kingdoms, the kingdom of Satan, this is how it operates. And tonight we're talking about spiritual warfare. Many of you already believe in the Father. You already believe in Christ. You already believe in angels. So when we talk about demons, you don't know. So that's why the show leans towards demonic activity. Have a host, my host tonight, uh, co-host tonight with me are Sister Eliana and Brother Yash, brother Elishua, both of whom have done extensive warfare throughout their life. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you all, I've talked with both of these people. And I can tell you all right now, they're just kind of just, again, this is no major thing to us tonight. It really, really ain't. And I, I, I want them to really reach into their reservoir and pull out some of the times where everybody can see victory over evil spirits because that's what people want to know. In the end, uh, Sister Eliana and Brother Elishua, uh, again, Elishua and I, let me just share some things, because see, I, again, we've done this, and it's like nothing is kind of almost boring, probably a boring show to them, but some people are listening intensely at the, uh, on the edge of their uh, phones, cell phones, and computers. They never heard this, y'all, and they want to obey the Most High. Now, in that little clip I just played, you heard us saying the name of Jesus and all this. Folks, y'all better understand what that lady is saying. She is coming in the authority of Christ. Y'all stuck up on these names and all that. You better be under the authority of Christ and not so much the proper name because it's more proper that you come under his authority than you, whatever you call him. Okay? 
He's not limited to just one name. He's whatever you want. You may want to call him Waymaker. Well, that ain't in the scriptures. So anyway, I love what she was doing when she was taking her authority and coming against the enemy. And that's exactly what we're talking about tonight. You can do that. And the enemy has to obey. So I want to share something with you, Sister Eliana. And brother, yes, uh, brother. I don't know why I want to call you, man, but you're sure tonight, and I know you are not, brother. Yeah, sure. So, uh, brother Elishu, you remember the situation at the uh, convention center, right? We won't mention no names tonight, but you remember what I'm talking about? Hello, Sister Eliana, you there? Yes, I do. I was muted. I was muted. Yes, I do. Man, don't scare me like that. You do remember that. Okay, I want you to share that uh, in a little bit because that is going to really put this put this topic at the, at the um, in a more clear uh, place. I want to share something really short, Sister Eliana. You there, right? Your line is yes. open. You there? Yes. Sir. Okay, I want y'all to check this out. I want y'all to listen to this. This actually happened. It's a really short story. I tried to think of something really short. What Brother LSU and I experienced was a very long, drawn-out night where you could see very clear the enemy in someone, and I want to share that. I know he get tired of talking because we always talk about that. It's not like the Father had done other things. It's just that this is one of the most dramatic things ever for anybody to talk about. So that's why I pick on this story so much. But I have many stories. And here's one. I don't know if Brother LSU ever heard this, but listen. I had a young lady that I was interested in back in the day, and uh, she um, had three daughters. And many of you heard this, so you'll love hearing this again. Some of you haven't heard it, but these, we'll just uh, say for the, we'll just make up a name and just say, um, Sister X. Well, Sister X and I was just kind of like a new relationship, you know. I was checking out. She's kind of a new lady I met. She had these three daughters. Now, watch this. This one daughter had a relationship with an imaginary friend. Now, I'm going to give you the real name of the imaginary friend, okay, for this is because this is an imaginary friend. The real name that she used of this imaginary friend was Satima. Satima. The girl had a cousin named Sabrina. That's it, Sabrina. So think of three girls. They have a cousin that comes over. Her name is Sabrina. And and they all have an imaginary friend named Satina. Now watch this. And there's nothing wrong with imaginary friends. Everybody have them, you know, I guess. You know, I never really got that deep into them. But this girl, I'm trying not to call her name out because I already called her cousin name out. I have to give you the real cousin name, but I don't want to call her name out. But this little girl had a cousin, again, named Sabrina, a real name. That's her real name. And the cousin had an imaginary friend named Satima. Well, all of them start playing with the imaginary friend named Satima. So now we got a, three girls, a cousin named Sabrina. Sabrina plays with a little friend, and then they all kind of start playing with the friend. But I didn't like the way this one girl, not the cousin Sabrina, I didn't hardly talk with her at all. I'm talking about the, the lady with the three girls. I talked about her daughter playing with the same imaginary friend named Satina. Now watch this, folks. Don't y'all listen to me very careful. I didn't like the way she played with this 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 this, this imaginary friend named Satima. It just wasn't right. Normally when you play with an imaginary friend, you'll remember they're there, and then you'll forget about them, and you'll go back to regular life, and then you'll probably bring them up when you get off in your room, and then... 
But to, to sit up and talk with them like they're in the room and the, and the, just to run throughout the house, and it just wasn't right. It's just, it's just, it's like Sister Eliana was saying about her granddaughter. Sister Eliana, what's your granddaughter, not your grandson, right? Yeah, that was my. It was my granddaughter. Okay, like she said, she got mad, and I know many of you saying, "Well, so what?" She got mad, but it's 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 a difference. You know it. Well, that's kind of how I felt about this girl. Now her mother didn't pick it up. So maybe she did look normal. Maybe many of y'all would say, well, Seth, you the one tripping her. Her mother didn't say anything about it. So her other, little, her other two daughters, her two uh, uh, sisters didn't say anything about it. Why well, was it an issue to you? Again, the Holy Spirit rises up in us, and he shows us things called the gifts of the Spirit. And this particular gift is called discerning of Spirit. Folks, if I'm lying, I'm flying. May the Father do something to me if I'm lying to y'all. I'm very serious. This girl, the way she played with this imaginary friend that her cousin introduced, named Satina, was not right. A Satima, whatever it was, something like that. Satima, Satina. It's been a long time. But the cousin name for sure was Sabrina. So I told the daughter, I said, can we go walking? Uh, uh, actually, I said, I don't like the way your daughter is, is talking to this friend. And she said, well, Seth, you never had a message friend? I said, uh, not really. She says, well, this kid is very common. She's a young girl. And I said, I don't really like it. And she said, well, let's go walking because I guess they could hear us talking. So we went walking. I want you to listen. This quick story is going to end in less than two minutes. We was walking, and we got talking about this friend. I said, listen, there's such thing as evil spirits. She said, I know about evil spirits. I said, yeah, but you, there's, there's just something not right. I'm telling you, I perceive something is there. And she looked at me like y'all would look at me like you're crazy. <laughs> like nothing is there. This is what happened with spiritual warfare. Everybody else is looking around. Nothing is there. Nothing is there. You're just making all this up. But then somebody else, a seer, comes on the scene or someone that the Holy Spirit decides to show this thing to and watch what's about to happen. So I tell this young lady, Sister X, Sister X, I really think this is not right. Oh, I promise you. And she trusted me. It's one reason we were kind of dating because she kind of admired me spiritually. So what she said was, okay, when we get home, I'm going to tell them no more Satima. No more Satima. We're not going to have no more imaginary friends. We was far from the house, maybe about five blocks, so we walk back talking about something else. We get to the door. This is what happens. The girls meet us at the door. The main girl that I was concerned about says these words to her mom. Mom, mom. Satima says she got to leave. She says she got to leave. She won't be coming back. Her mom... It's bringing back memories. Her mom looked, eyes bumped, and I remember that look she gave me like, oh, my God. She said, oh, my God, oh, my God. She said, y'all come to the living room, come to the living room. And she, she made all the girls come to the living room. And she didn't know what to do. She just said, Seth, pray, please pray. Now, so you know we're about to pray for real, right? <laughs> so, of course, I wanted to grab the hands of the young girl who was playing with this thing the most. All three girls played with it, but this one girl, I just didn't like her, the way she talked about it. It was like she could really see it or something. And as I was praying, she's kind of yanking her hand, and what I did was, but like Brother Ella Shure was saying, I took authority over this spirit. I say, 
you found something along these lines. I said, you found spirits that have come into this house, and you bother these children. I command you to leave. And I, I remember just praying. Now, I don't remember what happened because we didn't continue to date for what for other reasons, you know. But make the long story short, that is you're taking your authority. First of all, the enemy has to be revealed and seen. I would have never known to see it. Yeah, somebody, well, maybe some of y'all would have came in, saw the girl talking with the imaginary friend, didn't think nothing of it. Why did I see it? Why do you see it? You may see it when I don't see it. I don't know. It's just something with the Holy Spirit. And I guarantee you that girl, Sister X, was praying for her children and that the enemy be revealed. These are the kinds of things we're talking about tonight, exposing the enemy and then taking the authority that's rightfully yours, like the clip I just played, and commanding it to leave. We have that authority. Any comments, Sister Eliana, Brother Yeshua, please, quickly. And then I want to share another story. Yeah, I, 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 I have had experiences where I've seen evil spirits. I've seen them in children, and I've seen them in adults. Um, one of the things I would like to say, um, not to share a story, but to also to give some word of encouragement and advice, is that a lot of times the, a lot of evil spirits like this Fatima was introduced to the child by her cousin who had embraced the spirit at first, and then she brought and introduced the spirit to her cousin. But a lot of times we don't realize this, and I have to share this with some other parents. Um, Some of the video games that we buy for our children or allow our children to watch or some that we play as adults, they have a lot of adult uh, video games, uh, some of the movies that people like to see. People say, oh, I just like scary movies. I like scary movies. But a lot of these are gateways for spirits to enter into their home. And because we like them and we say, oh, I, they, you know, they don't bother me, and we we are being the head of the house or maybe, you know, you say, well, I watch this all the time. A lot of times the parents will introduce their children to it. And not knowing, then their children start acting up or having bad dreams or being woken up in the middle of the night. The child can't sleep or the child starts sleepwalking. Or, you know, you say, why is that boy raiding the refrigerator? Why are they up in the middle of the night all the time? It's because sometimes we allow it. We open the door. We, uh, even ourselves, sometimes we get harassed um, as adults because of the things we watch with the eye gate, with the ear gate. We open doors and these spirits come right in because we allow it. So those kind of things happen in in every home. People see different things going on in their homes. They might not understand that it's a spirit, and they may not have the authority to cast it out, but we have to cut off or, you know, block the gates uh, by watching, monitoring what you're watching, um, making the right choices in um, what comes into your home because these are gateways where spirits can come in. Sorry about that. Let me have my line meter. Brother Ellis, sure. Anything on that? Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Go right ahead. Okay. Well, that's something um, I haven't talked too much tonight. Um, there's a street th- There's one thing in regards to, like, let's take a situation here because I think there's some really serious principles that can be learned. Um, there was an incident. My first encounter with a demonic spirit is um, – Years and years and years ago, I can't remember where I was at. I know I was working at a health club at the time, but anyway, I went to a conference, a convention center. And I went to this conference. It was a believers' conference. It was so definitely, these people are all Christians. 
uh, Brother Seth, you were there, uh, another other group, number of people who were there who were part of the singles groups of the church that we attended at the time. Um, if I recall correctly, you noticed that this woman who was with us, who was a sister, had began to act erratically, and you inquired as to what the problem was, and then at about, about that time when you asked her, she literally actually fainted. We got outside, and there was about six or seven people praying for her. There were about five men holding her down. And there was a voice coming from her that was deeper than very white. It was very obvious. That well, it was well, well hold on, hold on, hold on now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to I gotta say this, brother. I'm, I'm serious. Again, you you saying you leave out all the juicy parts, all the juicy no, stuff. Juicy meaning. Uh, you go back. You no, go back no, no, no. There's some things I want. Well, I'm go right here. Go, go right here. Go, you go right here. And, go right here. Okay. And one of the things that one of the things that when the police officer. Well, when I say hold on, folks, hold on, I gotta say when I say juicy, I just mean relevant to this show. It is juicy because we need to know exactly what we're dealing with. So I, that's what I mean by juicy. I'm not trying to sensationalize this, y'all. This is already you can't sensationalize more of this topic. I mean, it's already uh, that. So go ahead and uh, just right, share right, what you're right, saying, right. brother. Right. So, anyway, when the person, um, um, it got to the point to where Lily, it's like this woman was, and this was this woman, but this woman, what, four foot eleven, maybe five foot two, one hundred thirty, one hundred forty pounds, soaking wet, and she got like four guys, you know, these, you know, we're all men, and they're holding her down, and and the police actually show up because it's out in front of the convention center, so it's out there in the public, and. And they inquire as to what's going on. They want to know, make sure we're not assaulting the woman or anything, and we inform them what's taking place. And, of course, they're just skeptical, and they look in, and they hear the woman speaking. They hear her talking. They can see what kind of resistance the man is having, the men are having to impose to keep her restrained. So they realize something is up, and it was beyond their ability to deal with it. And they said, hey, y'all take care of it as long as you don't hurt her. Now, there's a part of this story that a lot of people don't know about. That story haunted me because one time when I, when I was doing it, I remember I had my arms on the lady, and I was looking at her, and people were praying for her. And she turned directly towards me, and the voice that came out of her said, I see you, and you're afraid. You're scared. I see you. Aha, and laugh. Well, guess what? That spirit's assessment of my particular condition, my mental condition at the time, was absolutely on point. I was afraid. I had never, ever experienced anything like this, anything like this, and I'm watching a girl that is no more than 150 pounds, throw around four or five different guys who should be able to contain her. I'm a bodybuilder. I can't hold her down by myself. So I know something is up. Now, years later, and I'll let Seth tell the rest of the part of it. One thing bothered me. They, they took that young lady from there, and they went to a place, and people continued to pray for her. And I was wondering, this don't sound right. Something's not right about this. Something just doesn't add up. Then years later, I read a book called the, the Authority of the Believer by a guy named Kenneth Hagin. And when I read this book, I began to understand, based upon his use of the scriptures, the authority that I had in Christ. And I told you, and I, and I read the scripture where Christ told the apostles, he says, I give you all power and authority over all the power of the enemy. And I began to understand what that meant. Well, years later, here I am at Oral Roberts University. Lo and behold, the same ladies attending Oral Roberts University. Now I'm engaged to be married. I am in class. We're in the LRC, which is the Learning Resource Center. Um, my wa- soon-to-be wife at the time, and some more people went up to me, and they said, look, look, we need you. We need you to come pray for this sister. I turned to my soon-to-be wife, and she tells me who the sister is. 
Now, this was a combination of flesh and spirit. Because when that demon told me years ago I was afraid, it bothered me for years. Not months, it bothered me for years. And I had learned, I had grown, I had matured in Christ. I knew who I was in Christ. I knew the authority that I walked in. I began to pray in the spirit, so therefore my spirit man was also edified. I understood that Yahweh shall cast out demons by the power of the Holy Spirit and not his name, which people going to find shocking. Because when you read through the Gospels and you talk about the ass and Messiah, they said, by what authority did you cast these spirits out? And he told them, he's, and they said, they, and they, they called him Beelzebub, and he said, if Satan be divided, he said, if Satan cast out Satan, he be divided. He said, I cast out these demons by the power of the Holy Spirit. So here I am, I'm coming out of class, my ex runs up to me, and they tell me who the person is, and they say, this person, they're having an episode, demons are manifesting, and they got four, they got, no, like eight or nine, 12 people around her, praying, trying to hold her down, and she came and got me. And when she got me, I'll be honest with you, people. I had a smile from ear to ear because I had been waiting and laying in wait for this devil for years. I never, ever would have thought I would have had the opportunity to address the same demon. And that tells you something else, too, about this story. I'm addressing the same demon that was supposedly cast out years and years ago. And these same demons are running around in the same individual. We walk up to it, and when we walk up and we get about 30 feet, you can hear this person screaming, and somebody says, here comes Gary and Carolyn, and the demon starts screaming out, no, 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 tell him not to come over here. We don't need him. We don't need him. We don't need him. And all these people standing there, and I walk right in the crowd, and I put my hands on the person's head. I didn't go through no mechanism or anything. I said, Satan, in the name of Yahweh Shad Hamashi, in the name of Jesus Christ, I know who you are. I've encountered you before. And you, demon, I command you right now in the name of Jesus the Christ, by the power of the Holy Ghost and the blood of Yahweh, and the blood of Jesus, to come out of her. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to comfort her with your presence. That quick it was done with. She dropped, fainted, went through a couple of mechanisms, came up through, eyes bucking, her eyes began to see. You, see the, you saw the light in her eyes. Everything was it's like she was restored. I went on back to class. I made nothing of it. Because the thing is that I realized this something. I realized that the people who walk in the greatest authority, spiritual authority, are the people who walk in the greatest humility. They can see an act of God and see a power of God, and they understand not to take that upon themselves because they know it's the power of the Most High, and they give glory to the Father. And me, I'm just glad that at any given time he uses me in that capacity or what have you. But there's something I wanted to touch on real quick. It's very important. That's the reason why I agreed to come on the show. It's very important. Sister Eliana mentioned about gateways. There are things called gateways. There are things called portals. There are about many ways by which demons enter into people's lives. But the greatest way that a demon enters into a person's life is one of three ways. By what you see, by what you hear, and by what you feel. Many people, many young men and women to this day are running around saying that they're homosexual because they were molested when they were a child. And the person who molested them was doing that under the influence of a demon spirit. In other words, they were raped by a demon through, an, through a human being. And that spirit got access to them that, at that particular point in time. Women who become molested at young age, they are usually, they're usually hampered and oppressed with a spirit of promise promiscuity, because what happens is that that demon cannot be satisfied. 
Now, the other way is this, and this is what the Bible talks about all the time. You hear scripture says, be, be no longer conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay, all listen, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on. I gotta say this real quick, uh, folks. Uh, those of you listening on your computer, you gotta call the phone number. You got sixty seconds to call nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero, or you're gonna have to listen to this show in the archives. Again, if you listen on your computer, you need to call the number. Call the number now. Call the number nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. Go ahead. Okay. Now, the greatest degree of demonic activity activity that we see in the earth today. You know how it's there? It's because it's being programmed. The Bible says to be no longer conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And Second Corinthians 10 and 4 and 5, it says, it says that, we, that the weapons of our warfare, we're talking about demonic warfare, are not cornered, but might do God through the pulling down of strongholds. Wherefore, okay. we cast down contention and arguments that are contrary to the knowledge of God and bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Now, therein lies the principle. Because the warfare is going on in our mind. As a man thinketh, so is he. And uh, the, uh, the, the psalmist David said at one point in time, he said, I will set no evil thing before my eyes because my eye gate is an entryway. That's why comporn is so disastrous, is so debilitating, and why it is so addictive. And then what happens is that once you become delivered from the lust of pornography, then you have to wrestle like the person, me, who has dealt with that thorn in the flesh to where you have to program your mind and your body not to no longer crave it anymore. But the fact of the matter is that most of the demonic activity that's coming into the earth and is operating in the children, that is operating in adults, is coming through two very big things, the Internet and television. That's what's giving me access to it. So what happens is that when I talk about stuff about the Illuminati and people think I'm crazy, you don't understand. That is the greatest entity that Satan is using right now to get control over the minds of this particular generation is through the music industry and through the Internet. That's what he's using more so than anything because he is setting up mental, spiritual strongholds in the people's minds. I have a son. He's one of the most intelligent people I've ever encountered in my life. But when he was about 13 years old up until he was about 17, and literally, no matter how much we would get into it, he would go to sleep with headphones on his head, and he would be listening to some of the most intense, hardcore, gangster rap music. You know what happened? When he hit about 16, he turned to a life of crime. Now, people would say, well, that's expected. Yes, it was expected because that's all he had going into his mind day in and day out. So when you so when you listen to when I so when our children are being are being influenced by music that does what it gratifies drugs it gratifies uh, promiscuous sex it gratifies greed greed is the biggest thing that's the biggest thing that's the biggest force because we want to talk about satanic activity and seduction let's go back to the garden when Eve when when the serpent tempted tempted Eve what did he tempt Eve with the lust of the eye mm-hmm. the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. Those are the three biggest things that say that demonic activity uses to attach itself to get into people's life. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And that's where he gets his entryway in. Absolutely. And this thing about, yeah, in the sense consciousness, this is one thing. If you're a believer, let me tell you something. As you believe, teacher, see, this is our biggest problem. We don't understand it. We think our righteousness is based upon what we do. If you think that your righteousness in Christ is based upon what you do, why don't you throw the book away? 
and go follow some other religion that's based upon merit because your righteousness is based upon nothing what you do. Your righteousness is based upon what the Mashiach has done. And when you understand that, even if you sin, it says that, we, that, that he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. What hinders us from having the authority and the walking in the spirit is because we walk around with a sin consciousness. And we don't understand that our sins have been redeemed. And guess what? I'm going to tell you something. A lot of you Israelites don't like this, and that's why from a lot of y'all walk in bondage. That means your sins have been redeemed past, present, and future. They are under the blood. They sure are. They are under the blood. All we have to do is confess them and acknowledge them. But what happens is that if you continue to confess and acknowledge the sins, then all of a sudden you become aware of it, and you know what happens? You become less likely to do it. It's mm-hmm. hard for me to come to you. It's hard for me to come to you, Sister Eliana, every five minutes to say, I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for this. You don't have to tell me after a while, I'm going to understand that, you know what? My sorriness is not, I'm not really real about this. Because I keep telling her I'm sorry for this, and I keep committing the same, the same violation against her over and over again. And that's what caused us to do what? To cry out to God. To cry out to the Most High. To cry out to Yahweh. Because there are some things that we are going to encounter in this world that are beyond our control. And the only source of deliverance that we have is through the most high. That's why I come to do. Remember the woman whom they talked about demons have been cast out of her? And they talked about, they talked about Mary Magdalene in particular. But what did it say about her? It says, the one who has been forgiven much loves much. Mm-hmm. I, have cast out, I have cast out demons, and I've also been the subject of demons. I've been influenced by demons, and I've done things under the influence of demons. Mm-hmm. And, I've, and I've come into my redemption and understand who I am in Christ, and now I take authority over them. And I'm one of those persons that really, you talk about spirits, there's a guy, triple name, triple last name said, there's a guy named a rapper who, who, who was killed two weeks ago by the name of Triple X Extension. The guy was 21, 20 years old. He was just a child. And he was killed while he was sitting in his car in Florida. Now, the guy had a pretty rough, turbulent background. He was involved in a lot of crimes, abuse with his girlfriend, but he was trying to make a change. Let me tell you something. When you see a person who is extremely gifted and anointed, expect that person to be plagued and to be attacked by demonic warfare. Because what the sake of this, this is the thing you have to understand. The devil is not just attacking you because it's a thing to attack you. The only time the devil attacks people and he becomes very operative in that warfare is when he needs to control them. If you're not encountering any type of spiritual warfare, you're not engaging the enemy on any fronts in your relationship with Christ, you know what? It's because you're, it's because you're not a threat. You're not a threat to the enemy. I don't need to put out my exercise and my energy on somebody I've already got control of. I don't need to exercise energy on people I've got control of. I need to put all that energy on people whom I don't yet have control of and get them under my control. Wow. Powerful, brother. You said so much, man. I can't even comment. I mean, I, I guess I probably should start back because I, I, there's no way I can comment on anything you said because you said so much. But I do want to say one thing about at the very, very beginning about the story with the sister. Again, you said so many powerful things, brother. Wow. Uh, and I hope y'all heard what he said about the occult uh, and, and kids sleeping with stuff in their ear. And you know what? That enemy, it, the enemy was able to do it to a 
lot of our kids, and we was all oblivious. I know so many parents, brother, uh, that allowed the, including me, allowing their sons and to sleep with music in their ear, and and we just we didn't, we didn't think it was, we didn't think none of it. I mean, lots and lots and lots of parents, lots and lots and lots of parents. And again, uh, if you have any questions or comments for our guests, again, press one of the phone lines. Again, y'all listen to Five School Stones. We're talking about uh, on this network. We're talking about advanced spiritual warfare. You got for your guest tonight, co-host, uh, I should say, uh, Sister Eliana Batia, as well as brother Elishua. And we're just hitting this thing in all angles. There's so much to talk about. There's no way this one show is going to be able to do everything. But I will say this about the story earlier. We had just prayed. I come from a very powerful convention. Remember what I said, uh, and I heard a little noise. And I don't want a uh, little noise there. But listen, we had just come from a convention. LSU, I'm going to meet your line just for right now. Uh, 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 we had just come from a powerful convention. Remember what I said at the beginning of the show. The two biggest topics tonight is the Most High and the will of the human. The battle is for the will. The Father wants our will, and Satan wants our will. The battle is for the will. And when we hear the word, the word influences the will. The Spirit influences the will. And when we get close to any one of those, the Spirit or the word, the enemy starts his warfare starts to try to hinder the word. The scripture talks about uh, in the parable of the sword, you know, the parable of the sword, the scripture talks about uh, how that uh, the word goes up on the wayside. And we're not tossing a lot of scriptures tonight, you know, but y'all should know this story. It's pretty popular. I mean, come on, you haven't been to no church ever in your life if you never heard the parable of the sower. But anyway, uh, it's in all of the gospel, parable of the sower, and it talks about, I love the different way they talk about it, Matthew 13, uh, first verse talks about it, but it's in all the, all this, it's in the synoptic, it's in the synoptic gospels, all, all of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. But anyway, it talks about four different ways the word comes and four different things that happen to the word, and this is very important for this show. Again, you know, we can talk about Ouija boards and all that the devil do when they get access to a house and scary stuff and like the story I mentioned earlier, and I'm going to finish up the other story here. Yeah, these are scary things that the enemy is doing to bodies, what they can do to property, their spirits. And they have gotten access through the will of man to in, invade the atmosphere, and they can do things. Their spirits, they have legal access to be there because of the will of humans that has been deceived by them. That's why we need the word to come, and it need not to fall on nothing but good ground. But the scripture talks about in the parable of the sower, seed falling by something called the wayside, the wayside, the wayside, not having no root, not having a root. People forget it. People actually forget this word that was sown, and uh, they don't they don't get to enjoy it because they forget the word. So be careful not to forget what you're hearing tonight. I'm letting y'all know the enemy is going to come to try to steal these a lot of these, the, the, not only just the stories, but, but the truth that's behind what we're talking about, including some of the scriptures we're quoting, okay? 
don't forget what you're hearing tonight, especially the word. When we say the word says, like I'm talking about right now, Matthew 13, about the power of the sower. I mean, the parable of the sower. Also, there was a, uh, the, when the word is sown, it falls on the wayside. That's what they call the word, or it's like a seed. Uh, it falls on the wayside, and it didn't have no root. The Bible talks about how the sun scorched the seed because it wasn't in no ground. And it says that these were those that forgot the word. Then the word came on something called stony ground. Stony ground. This is where when uh, the, it got some ground, but when persecution came for the word's sake, persecution came for the word's sake. So just know that when you do get the word and it falls on ground in your hearts tonight, the enemy is going to come. Yes, he is. I hate to tell you, I don't mean to scare anybody, but you ain't got to worry. But the Bible does talk about persecution come for the word's sake. It may not come from evil spirits. It may come from relatives or people challenging what you say you heard on this talk show, on this blog. It may even come from yourself making fun of yourself for even listening and, and you may have second thoughts about this show later that's persecution coming for the word's sake this is the stony ground and then there was those that actually got the word it got more season they didn't forget the word uh they didn't allow others nor themselves to make fun of what they had heard and what they had learned and what they was what they was blessed to hear but something called the cares of this life, the cares of this life, Sister Eliana, and the deceitfulness of riches come along, came along and choke this word. It came along, the cares of this world. You don't want to get caught up into the cares of this world. And the deceitfulness of riches, the deceitfulness of riches, I think of things like the whole prosperity movement. You know, the Father is trying to build carrots in some of y'all, and, and instead of you just getting the carrots, and, and, and you, you you like hearing messages about your ship about to come in, and, and you, you jump, you quit focusing on carrots and start focusing on stuff. This is jumping ship and not going with that word you got. And having that character and you start looking at the glitter and start focusing on confessing and, and, you know, how, you know, and there is a lot of people doing it. They're not looking at their character, just looking at getting stuff. Well, you're not going to be blessed because that word that you got, you weren't faithful to it. You weren't obedient to it. You didn't stay the course and work from your character. Instead, you worked on the money. That's what you call by the character of this life and deceit from the riches choking the word. Then there was those that the word failed to the Eliana. And Brother Elishua fell on good ground. I mean, good ground. I mean, they was able to listen. They were able to remember it. They did not allow no one to persecute their word inside of them, including themselves. And then they didn't allow the care of this world. They didn't allow riches or none of that. They, they allowed their word to germinate. They stayed true. They followed the Spirit. And the word came forth. It brought forth fruit. Thirty. Why thirty? Thirty-fold, 30 fold, and a hundred-fold. Why not all of it a hundred-fold? Because of the degree that they paid, uh, that they was obedient. So this is what's happening tonight. Spiritual warfare, advanced spiritual warfare. You can't get no more advanced than this. I'm talking about the enemy is after the will of man. Now you take these same people and place them in politics. Now, you got a whole other can of worms. But before I talk about the evil spirits and institutions and, and those that control our world and the Illuminati and all this stuff. I don't know if we'll be able to get into a, a lot of it. We may hit it a little bit. But basically, it's the same principle. The, 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 the evil spirits
Spirits have to get control of our will. And then these people is moved up in ranks powerful, moved up in ranks very quickly, especially if they're demon-possessed. The, the enemy will move them up through the ranks through their cleverness, through these spirits using their bodies. And next thing you know, they're, they're prime ministers. And I mean, they possess. They say the, the more powerful people are, uh, Brother uh, Elishua, the more, they say the higher you go up in the ranks of real power, the less they're atheists. The people at the top are not atheists, folks. All of my research when I used to do shows on the, on the One World Government, everything I come across talk about these people, the Illuminati, as not being atheists. So just wanted to say that, but let's talk about this, this story real quick that Brother Elishua was talking about. And I want to share another story. And I would love y'all take on this, okay? Um, I'll put my, my my song in the background. This song just been on my spirit. I gotta play it in the background. But listen, Brother Elisha gave half the truth, half the story. He gave the truth for real about the sister, and y'all heard that in the end she did get delivered. But listen, we was at a convention. Kenneth Convention, Fort Worth, Texas, powerful convention, just had a word. Remember, whenever the word go forth, wherever the word go forth, look for the enemy. Look for the enemy. He cannot allow us to get truth because then we will start bending our will towards the Father. And just like this song is saying in the background, for the Lord is good, for the Lord is good. The enemy does not want you to know that the Lord is good. He wants you to blame the Father for taking, for, for, for they think he's took, took their mama, took their brother, took this person, took that person. I don't believe that the Father is doing all this taking. I don't believe the father's taking little girls at two years old to get ran over by a car. I don't believe the father say, okay, car, it's time for you to go hit this little girl. I don't think kids getting shot by drive-bys the father. Okay, this kid, I need them to come play in my garden. So let me get a, a 45, go shoot through their brains. I don't believe none of that crap. I think the authority in the earth is given to man. Yes. The earth is the Father's and the fullness thereof. But listen to me, family and friends. i got to get this out. I want you all to hear this. as nothing else from me tonight. The Lord really is good. The Most High is a good Father. He wants us to live long. He made us to live forever. He is pro-healing. He made our bodies to constantly regenerate new cells, new skin. He's trying to heal us. The body is fighting, to, fighting, fighting, fighting to live. Sometimes the body is working harder to, 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 to be healed than we are. This is a good Elohim. This is a good God. And I thank him for his love and his mercy and his kindness even when I'm not living worth a quarter. But in my spirit, I cry out the Father. As the scriptures say, do I outward man perish, I see Eliana, I, I, do I outward man perish? And it is perishing. Our inward man is renewed day by day. And I am so thankful for that love. So, at this convention, we were just prayed. And this sister went out in the spirit. And uh, there was no reason for me to be alarmed. It was about eight of us praying. This sister just went, goes out in the spirit. There's no reason to be alarmed, Brother Seth. 
but I was alarmed. Actually, I walked away at first. I want y'all to imagine as we praying, just had went to a power convention. I don't know what word this sister got. I know it has something to do with the word, that seed that was sown in her. And so I don't know. Uh, Lord, the Father has been given to me, but maybe Elder Shul can answer this for what happened to her. But anyway, so we was praying and she went out. And I said, I walked away. You know, I thought she was touching the Father at first. And I walked just kind of waiting on her to get back up off the floor. She had her covered. And we was just kind of fellowship. And I was walking around, kind of praying a little bit. You know, just, just mainly just, you know, just watching the people. Nothing really deep. Just, and it hit me, folks. I want y'all to listen. It hit me. What hit you, Seth? This knowing. All of a sudden, I knew beyond a shadow of doubt, folks, that that girl was not out by the Spirit. Don't ask me how. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. But when I began to research it later, I found that that's called discerning of spirit. It'll just rise up in you, sisters and brothers, and you'll know it. You won't, you won't doubt it. Now, if you doubt it, that's not what I'm talking about. Even if you write later, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a knowing, like I know it. So I said, I said, I said, hey, y'all, Nedra's not out in the spirit. Oh, Lord, I didn't mean to give her name out. Godly. Tell you, that'd be careful. But anyway, I said, she's not out in the spirit. I said, there's something going on with her. I said, she's not out in the spirit. Now, watch this, folks. Watch this. And if and if she is listening, she knows this is the, God, the most high gets the glory. I mean, it's, it really, we should be telling names and places and time because it's a testimony. It's not nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, the, the enemy did, lost this night. He was he identified and he was cast out that night, and even when LSU met it later on. But watch this. So I said, this is not of the Father. This is not of the Father. And everybody's saying, oh, oh, she's okay, she's okay, she's just out of the spirit. I said, no, I'm telling you. Everybody was like, I was crazy, including LSU that night, I think, if I remember right. So I grabbed her. I did something really crazy. I don't do nothing like this, folks. I grab her up off the floor, and I take her outside the forward convention where those fountains are over there facing the Hyatt, and I sit at the fountain holding her, and I was saying, Father, I know you showed me what's going on. I just felt like the Spirit should do something. I felt like just spoke in some kind of manifestation because I know what I saw, but there was no manifestation. She was just laying there lifeless like a limp, like a noodle. And everybody started kind of gathering around me, uh, uh, whites, blacks. I mean, I'm, I'm only saying this so y'all can get a picture in your mind. Very prosperous-looking people just around me, and and and, and uh, just you know, because uh, I want y'all to know we not cuckoo. And these people was praying because they thought she was sick or something. So watch this. Nothing happened. <laughs> and we're just praying. It's getting dark. Convention center closes. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. And you know, so uh, I gave her to her boyfriend. And we were very spiritual. These are very, too, if y'all don't know, these are very spiritual people. They, they was really, you know, I just we just didn't know what was going on in the heart. But watch this. I walked away and I felt kind of embarrassed, like, you know, oh, you know, you missed it. Ain't no wrong with her. You missed it. She just, you know, she's out of the spirit or something. But it was a lot of people. We're talking about, like, I guess, all together, there might have been 40 people out there. There's a lot of people. Whites, blacks, again. So all of a sudden, 
this thing happened, what LSU was saying, this girl began to start acting like a snake on the ground. No, she was in his arms first, and then she started acting weird. He laid on the ground because I, I guess he was scared. I didn't know why, but, but he put her on the ground. Her boyfriend put her on the ground, and she's acting like a snake on this ground. And this thing is talking, is taunting, and folks jetted. I mean, when I say jet, people ran. A Bible-toting, important-looking people, black and white, established-looking people that... They ran. They jetted. Y'all know what kind of people go to these kind of conventions. I mean, these are not. These were some very not no emotional. These were some seasoned looking people. Jetted, ran. Everybody ran, ran. And I, all I could say was, I knew it. I knew it. That's what I saw. I saw something there. I didn't think. I didn't know who was going to do that, but I saw something there. We just gang eventually got the courage. I went straight to her. I think LSU might have went straight to her and a couple other people. Everybody else jetted, and slowly everybody came back to her. Make the long story short, a cab driver pulls up, and he don't like the fact that we got her on the ground. And he said, "What well, y'all get off my sister? Get up off my sister? What are y'all doing? This my sister." All he could see is a bunch of white people and this black girl on the ground. Which he probably had a porn boat, but we weren't thinking about that. So he started tossing us, kind of moving us aside. And right when he get done, the police pull up. The police pull up and they shut. They start moving us. They told me, get back, sir. They didn't care who I was. They just said, get back, move back. And when they shine the light on this girl and they saw her face, you should have saw the fear in that police officer. And he started asking me, what should he do? See, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, why are you asking me what to do now? I guess because I was kind of, you know, over. And I said, well, I don't know, sir. Maybe I'll up the commission and get up off this ground because that guy was, you know, was adamant about getting up off, off the ground. So they end up opening up the convention center. And listen to this. Listen to this, folks. They open the convention center. And they got this thing they put her on. And we end up having to take her to a pastor's house. And, and, and that's where she got prayed for. Now, y'all can say what y'all want to say. But if you knew who he was talking about, this is a business lady today. This was not no dumb person. This is a student, honor student, very nice looking. There's no reason for her to be on the ground at the forward conventions and on the pavement with respectable people looking at her. There's no way. Am I right, Brother Elishua? I mean, is she not a respectable lady even to this very day? Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Okay, I'm outside now because I guess wind. Uh, yes, she is. And one of the things that um, when you were telling the story, one of the significant things that that I think that people should know um, is that Sister Eliana was talking about how people become subject to the meaning of demon spirit. And one of the things that if you were to have a conversation with a lady right now, and she's a dear sister, um, me and her have had many conversations. We've done business together. And one of the things that I would say that caused those spirits to take residence there and to stay to the point that they did was because of a lack of forgiveness. Unforgiveness is another door by which demon spirits can enter into a person's life when a person walks in unforgiveness. The Bible talks about a root of bitterness. When things happen to us, offenses and violations and we don't let it go, and we don't forgive the person and move on. When we do that, we open up the door of demonic power in our life. 
a lot of people are in the deathbed now as a result of dying of cancer, and they contracted cancer after they refused to forgive. Now, my mm-hmm. mother <laughs> went through a situation, and I remember the Lord moved upon me. I was in Atlanta at the time, and she was in Fort Worth, and I called my mother, and I told her, and I said, Mama, the Holy Spirit has told me that he is going to heal you. But in order to heal you, you must release the hurts that have been come against you over the years that have had a cumulative effect. You've got to release that and let that go. And she did. My mother's 82 years old, and she's still living today in very good shape. And the other I good would, last I'd point. I'd like to share as well because um, that story yeah. that you. One, one, one last point. One last point about that. Is you want to say one last thing? Then I'll tell you what I'll do. Is that. Um, the other reason is that night, as I said, that years later, those same spirits were manifesting that person, and this is why come they were toiling with that, because there was so much division and strife that we could not be effective in getting that girl delivered, because you had egos going on. The girl's very boyfriend had an issue with me, and he was jealous of you. Well, that strife and that contention is what enabled that demon spirit to stay there and play with us that night, because... There was no unification. And here, and if you want a biblical example, remember there was a woman, a child who was sick. Christ came into the room. The Messiah did. He put everybody out of the room, then laid hands on the young girl, and she got healed. Why did he put everybody out of the room? Because of doubt and unbelief. And when you have strife and contention to work, don't be thinking about casting out no demons because it ain't going to happen. You can talk with them all night. Them demons are going to still be there at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I was going to say I, I had a similar side. I, I didn't, haven't wanted to share any of my stories, but uh, I wanted to share this one because um, I've had a lot of – I've seen levitation. I've seen kids turning backwards on their bodies. I've seen a lot of casting out spirits. But one is one – I wanted to Bella, share a story. Bella, she's got the noise in the background, but I'll I fix it. I'll bring you back on once she's done here. Go ahead. Okay, so what what I wanted to um, share was a similar story. Um, I was at a um, I was at a convention. This is not too long ago. This was like maybe but, about. But Sister Eliana, oh, Sister Eliana, I, I want you to finish. But you just said something. I know what people think. If I'm a good host, I gotta say what the people are thinking. Now, when you say heads turned around backwards, you gotta explain what that means because you know the exorcist took that and made it all supernatural and all this stuff. Well, so people are thinking, what do you mean? Well, no, it happens. I was praying. I was praying. My sister and I were praying. This was years ago when I guess I would say I was a first believer. I was barely out of high school, and but I had a lot of faith and a lot of zeal, a lot of passion for for God. I was doing a lot of fasting and praying, you know, because I was in a really strong Bible church, real strong word church, and um, there was a lot of demonstration of spiritual things. And so we were praying for okay. a young man. A young man who was in high school, and we began as we began to pray for him. We were afraid, and this is not the story I'm gonna I was gonna tell, but I'll just stick with this one. We were afraid, and when at first when we were praying, he kind of fell out, and but then the enemy. I knew this. The enemy. There was another young man that was knocking on the door. A friend of his was knocking on the door while we were praying. And he was keeping up a commotion which distracted us, and then we began to become fearful because we were praying that he would receive the power of the Holy Spirit and he would be filled. But when we got distracted in our prayer, then we saw the, his body 
start to levitate from the feet. He was laying face down. We saw his feet start to levitate in the air. Then his body started to levitate. So we were afraid, but I was of the mindset, I'm not going to let this spirit win. But his head turned all the way to the back, and he smiled. And it was, to me, what the enemy was saying is, look what I can do, and you're afraid of me. And so that, that just pissed me off. And when I saw that, I was like, you are not going to win today. And I had to put my fear down. And what my sister wanted to run to the door and pray against the person who was, and I said, no, this is called uh, conquer and divide. These, this, is, this is one, either one spirit or two, but it's trying to divide us from delivering this one. I said, let's just focus on him. And we did that. And that body just hit the ground, head turned around. We prayed. And that person actually got delivered. It took us a long time because we were young, and that was our first real encounter with serious spiritual warfare. But we had, we went on to have many, many others, uh, many other other encounters. One time we were out witnessing. We were at a, this is when we were in a different church setting. We were out, you know, passing out tracts, telling people about the Lord, and and we were in Oakland, and we were in East Oakland, and we were in Deep East Oakland, somewhere between 98th Avenue and um, 73rd and 98th Avenue, around that area. And it was a lot of at that time, it was a lot of drug dealers, a lot of a lot of drug houses, and a lot of young people making money. A lot of young people were getting killed. A lot of drug dealers were being killed in that in that same time as well. And I don't forget, my sister and I were walking to the church, and these guys came out to us and tried to talk to us. And they were drunk. They were really, really drunk, and they were loaded. And we just stood together, and we began to rebuke the enemy. We began to pray, and we saw them just sober up, like the alcohol just dried up out of them. And we ended up yeah. walking. They ended up walking with us into the house of the Lord, and they ended up giving their lives to God. I even think they got married. And my sister and I at that time used to say, we're bringing a lot of young men into the church, and they're marrying the girls. We're not getting married. What's going on? So we felt like at at some little point at that time, we thought maybe God was just using us to, to get these guys off the street so that other young women could be married. But that's how we felt at the time. But anyway, because we were so focused on um, – what we were doing with God, we were just so focused on our love for God and, and our walk with God, and we just believed anything was possible. And we, we came to that point. I want to say this is really important. We came to those levels of spiritual faith based on some things that had happened to us in the natural. For example, we, we grew up a little bit on the East Coast, and at that time our parents were separated. Our father was in the military. My mom had us. We were in Philadelphia, and we went. We hit some really, really, really hard times. But our parents had always taught us about God, and so in on the East Coast, it was one time it was winter. We didn't have coats for shoes, so it snows in Philadelphia, and we didn't have food. And so me, my brother, and my sister at the time, we were the younger kids. We we band together, and I don't even know how it came about. If anybody taught us, because at that time we were not going to church. Our mom was not taking us to the house of the Lord or anything like that. And nobody was really talking to us about God, but we were hungry. And so the three of us prayed, and we said, God, we know you can do anything. You can do anything. And so we began to imagine food, that there was going to be food when we woke up. And 
we were praying out loud. Now I don't now this this is we're talking about our faith, we're children. We're talking about our faith, we're talking about our God, but we're talking about our prayer being an audible prayer. What I do know is that when we woke up there was food. There was plantains and there was vegetables and and there was, you know, a chicken, uh, uh, you know, uh, frozen chicken. Uh, somehow we, we, you know, what happened is our faith was activated. We don't know how it came about because we went to sleep. But, but in the natural and the spiritual, maybe somebody got up off their duff in the middle of the night and did, you know, talked, whatever they had to do. We, we just know that when we woke up in the morning, there was food. We were happy. We still went to school without a jacket. Oh. We still walked to school without adequate shoes. However, it built our faith for our adult lives dealing with spiritual things. So we always say there's nothing too hard for God. Is there anything too hard for our God? And the answer obviously has to be unequivocally no. But what I wanted to share is First Corinthians where it says, talking about spiritual gifts, because some people listening may not understand that gifts, the scripture says that gifts and talents come without repentance. In other words, you can be born, like Seth was talking about discerning of spirits. Something told him, or he just knew that there was something wrong with this woman. Well, those kind of gifts can come to you whether or not you ever claim to know, acknowledge, want to be involved with the Most High, his word, being a Hebrew, not being a Hebrew, being a Gentile, not being a Gentile. It doesn't matter. If you are a flesh-born person on this earth, you're going to receive some kind of spiritual gift. Some use it for um, good to the kingdom of God, and some use it for profit, and some use it for evil. Some you, That's why you have people that what they do is they read the tarot card or they tell the future. It is just a spiritual gift. And the, the, the gifts come from God himself, the creator. But if you are not walking, if your life is not in alignment with the will of the Father and his commandments, the gift that you have is real. So some people use it for witchcraft. They use it to, um, they get they gain additional knowledge with their gift, and they know how to do incantations. They know how to do spells. They know how to make things materialize from the spiritual side of the world into the natural side. They know, they know how to affect change. They know how to hypnotize and bring influence. They know how to speak uh, with their voice through ventriloquism, which is a form of witchcraft. So if you are not under the influence and the power of the Ruach of the Most High or the Holy Spirit, as you learn in your churches, then your gift is going to be used some way. Like some people use it, they go and they, they play cards, and they say, I always know when the winning hand, I always know. They go to the casinos or they, they play craps or they're out on the streets, and they always seem to be what we call lucky because they're using their gift under the demonic influence because the Scripture says the whole world lies in the power of the wicked one. So Satan has a way of giving you things, even as he tempted the Messiah, Yahushua, in the wilderness. He said, hey, it's been given to me, and it's in my hand to to make you rich, make you powerful. He can do that. That's what the Illuminati is all about, transferring wealth to people who will give their allegiance 
over to Satan. So it's nothing new. It's been going on since the beginning of time. That is the same argument that the serpent used in the garden with um, Adam and, and Eve when he told them, Hey, you're going to be like God. You're going to know good from evil. You're going to be able to uh, understand the universe. You're going to be, under, be able to understand the mysteries of the world. That is what the Jewish sages use when they go into Kabbalah. This is not nothing new. And it works on the earth today, whether you are a believer, whether you're blood-bought or not, whether you're spirit-filled or not. There are gifts that come to us just because we're here, and they manifest. Oh. I wanted to just read in Corinthians where it says, now, concerning spiritual gifts, so you have a proper understanding. It says, now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Don't be unlearned or, uh, or ignorant of the people on the line listening. He says, you, you know that you were Gentiles carried away with these dumb idols even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you understanding that no man speaking by the spirit of of Yah or the Ruach of Yah call it the Messiah Yahushua accursed because there's a lot of Israelites saying we don't need to uh, believe in the Messiah we don't we don't believe in him they want to go just straight to the law and try to do what our forefathers could not do without any power or any Ruach abiding in them we cannot keep the commandments outside of the Ruach we cannot keep the commandments outside of his spirit. So this is what um, they're saying. If you have the spirit of the of the Most High Yah, you're not going to call Yahushua a curse. And that no man can say that Yahushua is the Mashiach, but by the Ruach of the Most High. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but it is the same spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but it's the same Yah. And there are diversities of operations, but it's the same Yah which worketh all in all. But the manifestation, how the Spirit works in you, it says the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For by one is given the Spirit of the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these work it, that one and the self-same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wills. So this is what we're talking about, spiritual things. There are evil spirits, and there is, and there are good spirits, and there is the spirit of the Most High, and there is the spirit of man in the earth at the same time. We have a human spirit, and we can receive the Ruach or the, or the Holy Spirit of the Most High, Yah, to, prof, to perfect us as we walk with the Most High in the earth. You can have the spirit of man, and you can receive an evil spirit, and it can be in contrary to, to, to the Most High, and you can work destruction and evil on the earth, working with two spirits inside of you, your own human spirit and the evil spirit that you received. Likewise, you can be transformed, and you can have had an evil spirit, 
and have had that evil spirit cast out, and then you can receive the Ruach, and then you can just have the human spirit and no other spirit in your life, and you can do good things, not even being connected to the Father, but just within its own basic law doing good things. But you need the Ruach in your life because a lot of churches teach that you don't need that Ruach. You can have just your human spirit to lead you, but you need the Ruach in order to have the power of the Most High to be in operation in your life today because there are evil spirits at war with us and at war with the people of the earth. And so this is what I wanted to bring out. But if you have that spirit, it's coming from the Most High. Even the gifts that are in operation in your life still come from the Father, just as your breath. The scripture says, in him we move, in him we live, and in him we have our being. And and indeed, any person who has never walked with the Father, or says, I will never walk with the Father, when you die, the Father takes his breath back. You cannot live without his breath. And that is the breath you're living and breathing and walking around with, no matter what you believe what you understand is that very breath in your body comes from the Father. And when he re- withdraws that breath, you cannot function in this earth. So this is what you should understand and know in, in understanding spiritual things, spiritual warfare. Powerful, 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 sister. Didn't even want to stop you, but I just have to just kind of add some final touches, and then I want y'all to give y'all final touches. LSU, I have to meet your line. She has some going on, and I to guess you, hopefully you didn't mind me doing it because it's really loud there. But I'm going to come bring you back on here in a second. I just want to say this real quick, uh, piggybacking off what you just said, sister, and because somebody might want to know, well, God, what's the solution? I mean, you got these spirits. That I, I can't handle that. I hope, I, I'm probably, I don't know where I'm at with them. Or The bottom line is this. When you turn your life over to the Most High, okay, and allow and ask him into your life, believe the story, believe the scriptures, believe in this Messiah and all the things he said and taught. Now, I know you don't know all the things he said and taught, but the main thing is to believe that he came to this earth and believe that he represented the Father. What you're saying when you do that is you're saying, for the Lord is good. That's basically all this is about, really and truly, that little song. That's why I kept playing it. You're basically saying that, for the Lord is good, for the Most High is good, for Yah is good. And his Christ is good. If you believe the things that Christ said when he says, I am from the Father and the Father loves you, and what he had to say, the gospel, the good news that Christ came to bring. And I encourage every single one of you on the sound of my voice, if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, just simply read the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And all that you see Christ do and say, just receive it. Don't fight it. Bend your will towards the Most High. Ask Him into your life, and He will send that Ruach into your life in a personal way as you submit to Him. And basically, what we're saying tonight, in a nutshell, if we can put all this in a few minutes, just say yes. Take your will, bend it towards the Father, say yes, 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 I will, I will, I will, yes, I will. Claim the Father. Claim the Father. Claim it. Tell him you love him. Tell him you want him. Tell him you his. Believe in the Messiah. This Ruach or this spirit will 
come into your life and lead and guide you in and out of danger. As long as you obey the Spirit, as long as you obey the Ruach from the Father, the Holy Spirit, demons is a second thought. You have no worry. You ain't got to worry about casting out. The Holy Spirit will drive them out when you are obedient. When you are obedient. If you're obedient, the, the, when we start talking about driving spirits out, this is when people are deceived and, and the, the wheel is back and forth and you're toiling for their soul, toiling for their mind. But when you are committed to Christ, committed to the Father by following the example of Christ, the evil one touches you not. The whole, the whole Bible is declaring that. So, I just want to add a few more things, and I want to hear last words from Elishua as well as Sister Eliana. I just want to say this. The weapons that we fight with in this warfare, because there is definitely a war going on, my goodness, all around us. Salvation are to be, salvation is the key, but what does that mean? To, to be with the Father and Him protecting you daily by His Spirit is the number one weapon. And I just explained that a second ago. Again, reading the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and just asking the Father to come into your life and lead and guide you and and, and just listen to that spirit. Because, you know, all kind of preachers can talk to you in churches and all of this, but it's going to have to be personal. You're going to have to hear some of yourself, hear some of your own self with your own spirit. And that comes... The Bible says no man comes to the Father unless he draws him. So this is why I say read, pursue the Father. Ask him to come into your life. Ask him to change your heart, your mind, and begin to pursue him. And that means pursuing people around you that are pursuing him as well. But anyway, here's some weapons that we have. We kind of, Sister Eliana hit them a little bit. But these are mighty weapons we have against the evil one. Then we're going to wrap this show up. Folks, listen. We are not victims. Of the enemy, we don't have to be victims of the enemy. I said at the beginning of the show, his tools is to to stop this word, to hinder the word, to to insert lies, or if he can't get you to believe a whole lie, a hundred percent wrong information, he wants you to be deceived, mixed with your truth, some some lies, deception, half and half. And if he had his way, he would also try to just make you ignorant of the whole thing. And that's his number one job is to keep us ignorant of the precious promises that the Father has for us, that his love that he has for us, and that his, 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 just him being the Father, who he is, like I played earlier, knowing that the Father is good. This is what is for. The war is for our will, if I say it one more time. I mean, I'm telling you, it's all about our will to get us to take this will and to worship Satan. That's what he's all about. But, folks, we have the gifts of the Spirit. Sister Eliana said, I'm not going to repeat it. She already laid it out. Um, uh, 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 another thing is this. <laughs> In order to fight the enemy, this might seem very, very simple, maybe maybe too simple, but you got to have your body functioning at its top level. Oftentimes, the enemy get us when we are sleepy. When our resistance is low, it could be from drugs. That's why I don't believe in all this people getting high. You know, when you get that resistance due to introducing drugs into the body, 
The evil spirits come in. A lot of the crimes we see all across our world is done with people under the influence. This is major. You're 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 taking your body and you're 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 relaxing your 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 uh, your um can I'm trying to rush. I need to slow down. No, but you're relaxing your will. You're relaxing your will to fight. Even you're relaxing. You, you you don't have no strength to fight. When you dog dog sleepy, that's not the time to be trying to. That's why we're supposed to go to sleep before we even get sleepy. We don't just wait till we get sleepy and go to sleep. You're supposed to be resting at a certain time. Always having your 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 guards up. And here's another one: nutrition. Nutrition. Sometimes this is stepping on my own toes, but our diet causes our resistance to be low. I'm serious. Sleepy, tired, fatigue. This has to do with our diet being overweight. Uh, I'm serious. It's it's so serious. When you thinking about your ankles and you can't function, you're irritable. You can't fight the enemy. This we in a war. We are really in a war. And our body need not to be something we're fighting too. We need to just be in shape and fighting the enemy. Because if we're not all these issues with our body, we can't function on a good fight. And that is so true. I cannot say that enough. Another thing is uh, seek peace with people. Oftentimes the enemy is in other people, Sister Eliana, and I'm, LSU, I'm going to try your line again, but hopefully it's, it's quieter. Okay, your line is quiet. But oftentimes we can't warrant, and i got to wrap this up really quick, y'all. Dang it, time flies. But oftentimes people are full of evil spirits, but you don't have to arouse them. So seek peace with people. You know, try, try to find ways. Don't don't put no sugar. Don't put no uh, cream. Don't put no uh, uh, don't put no uh, sugar in your coffee. Don't put no cream in your coffee. But put sugar in it. You can be sweeter. Still say the same thing. That's why they don't put cream. Keep it black. But you can be a little sweeter. You can say things a different way. Find ways to get along with people that you know is possessed of the devil. Because like what Brother LSU was saying, I think we can't always cast these things out of people. Real quick, I'm going to wrap this up. I was in a library one time, and I was talking with this brother who was going back and forth arguing the Bible. It's another story. I'm, gonna make, I'm, 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 I'm just going to make this real quick. It's in a library, and uh, we was arguing the Bible. Remember, we was arguing the Bible. And uh, it was not about an hour. We sit there just going back and forth, and there was a sister sitting on the end of this table. Now, we'll forget this. This was really my first encounter. And so watch this. Look at her, no, no big deal. I'm looking at everybody around. You know what I mean? I'm thinking about it. I'm just looking at everybody walking by the table, the chair, the flower. You know, she she meant nothing, and she just was a black girl just sitting there. You know, it's all kind of people sitting around. And then all of a sudden, uh, I was looking at this guy arguing, and I looked back around, and when I hit my eyes, hit her that next time, I it thing happened again. I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that she had a spirit. And I told this guy, I say, that was the first time it happened. I said, man, you're not going to believe this. I said, what? I said, I, I don't know how to say it because it's my first time, so don't laugh at me, everybody. But I said, I saw an evil spirit in her. And he said, what do you mean you saw an evil I said, I'm telling you, I saw an evil spirit in that girl. This is the first time. I don't even know how to word it. I don't know what to do. So I remember. I went to, to, to I, I finally got ready to him. I said, listen, I got to go. We got time to talk about the Bible. I said, I can't talk no more. I got to go talk to her. So I went and talked to her, and I sat in front of her. She was a very nice girl, presumably. She was, you know, and a young girl. And so I remember, like yesterday, something saying, just share the gospel. 
to share the gospel. Just like I saw that spirit, I began to feel something, share the gospel. So I attempted to share the gospel, but I couldn't get over what I felt. Or I said, back then, I said, saw. And so make this real quick, folks. I'm going to talk fast. Bear with me. And so all of a sudden, I just kept talking to her about, you know, I said, so what are you here for? She said, well, I'm here just to kind of find some of my career. And then I heard it again, share the gospel, share the gospel, share the gospel. Well, I didn't. I didn't. So I said, I'm going to pursue what I saw. And I did. I said, let me tell you the real reason I came down here. Who would do this? Who would do this? <laughs> I said, I'm going to tell you the real reason I came because I was so moved by what I saw. When it reached my tongue, what I said, I saw evil spirit you. Just as quick as I said the word you, that thing just right there in the four-word public library manifested itself. This girl's face does things that nobody can do with their face. Now, we're in the library. We're in the library, folks. So I'm bringing all this to say the weapons of our warfare is mighty. Make the long story short, we got five minutes, so I probably shouldn't have brought this up now, but I just I just haven't thinking of since the other one was talking. I commanded that girl, I looked at her just like Cecilion was just saying, I commanded that spirit come out and it just looked at me. And then this girl it kinda she just went back to breathing real hard. She started breathing real hard like she was running race like that's a sign that her body was taken over. And we went back and forth. She would come back. And, I mean, folks, imagine taking your hand. Just imagine an invisible hand on somebody's face, taking their hand and moving their face all kind of ways. That's what I saw with my own eyes. So I'm going to end it on that. Did I end up casting that devil out to make the long story short? No, I didn't. This is the second time I ran into it and I did not cast it out. Now, there was times I did cast it out, but this particular girl didn't come out. We went to the back of the library, and I, I, time has kind of got to end. But to make the long story short, I made her put her hand in mine, and I prayed, and fear gripped me, and I never. But I just wanted to bring it up that this is what's around us, and yes, even the library. Now, this girl ended up giving me a phone number, and we ended up parting, and she, and she kept telling me, I know you can help me, I know you can help me, but I'm chicken out. So why bring it up? To let y'all know we frail. I don't have it all together, but if that happened to me, it's all around you, and we better get closer to the Father. Now, there are demons I have cast out. You know, I have been successful, but I wanted y'all I wanted y'all to hear how frail I could be at times. So, see, Eliana, any last-minute comments on what I just said or the show tonight? Again, uh, we're talking about the revelation of advanced spiritual warfare in the world behind everything. Any comments on anything I've said tonight? Yeah, I'd like to say, you know, when we are when we are newly coming into that uh, place of authority, it's just kind of like, um, I remember I can just say it like this. One time my grandson was helping me move a lot of heavy things, and then I thought, okay, he can do this. And I asked him to move something light, and he looked at me and goes, I can't. It's too heavy. And it was so funny because um, – he was exhausted because he he was over he had overreached himself and sometimes in the spiritual areas when we're with the Most High, we feel that we have more authority at a time that we don't and that might happen to some of the listeners as they are coming into more of a spiritual awareness, but we have to remember that it's really not about us. It's never about us. 
It's always about the Father. We're vessels, and he moves us, and we really should be obedient. So when Seth said that he heard, share the gospel, share the gospel, he should have just shared the gospel. <laughs> right. I just wanted to say right. that as a side note. But it's because the Father knows, like he said, we're frail, and we sometimes don't have the capacity um, that's in our minds. And, like, another thing that Seth said is, you know, sometimes we need to just live, like the Scripture said, we need to live peaceably with all men. But there are times where the Father will say, this person needs to be delivered, you need to do the work. And it might be just challenging you, your faith. And you may not think that you can do it, but remember, it's never you doing it. It's always the Father, always his Ruach working through you. So that's, you know, as you are growing, as you are moving forward, the Father will give you the cue. Always follow. Yeah, we got two minutes. We got okay, two minutes. Okay, just follow his leading. Well, sister, again, I thank you and Brother LSU. Y'all did very well. LSU dropped off for some reason. But I just want to thank y'all for just sharing on this. I knew that y'all had enough experience where we didn't have to talk a whole little about the show, and y'all did wonderful. Folks, listen, I don't know if we'll do a part two or not. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I love every single one of you. Sister Eliana, that includes you, and ain't nothing y'all can do about it. Um, you want to go and tell the people good night because we got like one minute. Yes, shalom, everyone. Good night. And may the Most High be with you continually. All right, folks, stay tuned. As far as there'll be a part two, we don't know yet, but we will be talking about end times events on next week. Again, good night. I love every single one of y'all. Ain't nothing, nothing you can do about it. Um, We'll go out with this little song here and uh, be blessed, everybody. Trouble me. Many are they that 